In a new poll from Echelon Insights, Republicans were asked, what is or how would you rate these issues? The most concerning issue among Republicans was illegal immigration. And that's fairly typical. We've that's that's been a big talking point for Republicans going back decades. So I'm not surprised there. When Democrats were asked the same question, their biggest concern was Trump supporters. That's new. That's creepy. That's actually really scary. But it makes sense when you think about some of the data we've gone through on this show before, such as the New York Times data showing the Democrats have fired off far to the left while Republicans have kind of stayed where they are. Or similar data from Pew Research, which has been highlighted by tons of organizations, including us here at Timcast IRL, as well as PragerU, that shows that the median Republican has moved slightly to the right and the median Democrat has fired off super far to the left. So when you ask a Republican, what are your concerns? They say, yeah, same thing as always, illegal immigration, right? And when you ask a Democrat, they say the Trump supporters. And as you know, what, 95 percent of Republicans supported Donald Trump or 90 to 95. It's probably gone down a bit. But this is Democrats saying, for the most part, the other, the Republican. The reason this is so worrying is we recently heard MSNBC, one of the MSNBC hosts say, uh, why don't we drone strike some of these people? We saw an article from The Root, which, according to News Whip in 2018, was the most engaged with leftist news source, where they said it's time to treat Republicans like enemy combatants. And if these people were in any, in any other country, we would have droned them. That's the kind of rhetoric that's coming. I got to tell you, man, it's getting scary. Now we got the FBI investigating members of Congress over what happened at the Capitol, seizing congressional phone records. Some some people are saying it's a violation of the uh, co-equal branches of government, the executive branch going after members of Congress. Apparently, Nancy Pelosi is OK with it. So we're going to talk all about this stuff. Today, we are joined by journalist and Marine reservist Julio Rosas. How's it going, man? Hey. You want to briefly just give us a really quick introduction? Yeah, no. So I'm uh, currently in the Marine Corps Reserves uh, part time. And so my main job is I'm a senior writer at townhall.com, cover all sorts of stuff. Riots have been kind of the mainstay. And then in between that immigration, whole media bias. Stuff yeah, like you, were, that. you were recently down at the border, I guess. Yeah, Tijuana but, on, on Friday. Yeah. Wow. And you've also covered tons of Antifa stuff. I've seen a ton of your videos. I think people have even like some of these Antifa guys have threatened you. Oh, yeah. Like, <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> of course, you're a journalist. Yeah, right? yeah, it's, yeah. Right on. Cool. We also got Luke. He's hanging out. So I forgot to mention this, but last week I wasn't here Friday because of a family matter. But I was looking at the comments and there was one guy saying, no, Luke, I puke. And he was spamming <laughs> that in there. And uh, that made my day. And I, I want to say it. thank you, guys. I really enjoy in- engaging with you. Hi, I'm an independent journalist that does independent media productions on the YouTube channel, We Are Change. I also have a backup channel called Luke, We Are Change. I'm not posting on there, but I will be doing some quirky, weird stuff on there. So check out Luke, We Are Change. Subscribe if you're not subscribed. And even if you are subscribed... Check it out because I'm I'm having a lot of people contact me saying that they're unsubscribed without them doing it themselves. Mm-hmm. So we are changed. Luke, we are changed. Thanks so much for having me on. What's up, everybody? Ian Crossland, resident alien, coming at you live. Woo-hoo. Saying hey. Right on. And I'm Sour Patch Litz, pushing buttons in the corner, as I do. Ladies and gentlemen, before we get started, I am excited to announce we have a sponsor today. This is Biotrust Multi-Collagen Ageless. Go to Stronger Bones and Life and you can get 51% off of this collagen supplement. I got, I got to be honest with everybody. I am, I am 34 and I skate all the time. And that is ancient in skateboarder timelines. I recently was skating. I like, I broke my, I broke my wrist. I swear I broke my wrist. I think I did. Well, maybe I didn't, but it was really messed up. Now my elbow got all messed up 
And I'm just like, I got to start taking care of myself. And so I'm really excited we have this stuff. We love mixing this uh, collagen supplement into our drinks. If you're not familiar, collagen is what makes up uh, your ligaments. It makes, you know, stronger skin and all that stuff. According to the Biotrust website, they say it makes your skin healthy and supple, gives you a youthful look, makes hair healthy and young looking. I don't have any of that. So, you know, I don't got to worry about that. Supports joint flexibility, strengthen nails, teeth and gums, promotes strong, healthy muscles, tendons and ligaments, promotes stronger bones, supports digestive health. Promotes healthy appetite management. Again, strongerboneslife.com. And I mean it. I, I don't like promoting things unless I actually feel good about them. And they actually do something good for me. And uh, I am ancient in the world of skateboarding. I got I to gotta also say, Tony Hawk to 720 and he's like 54. So that, that dude is, 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 is a master. But I got some talking points for you because really, there's really cool stuff that they're doing. First of all, you got a 60-day money, uh, 60 day money, day, uh, money back guarantee. <laughs> This stuff is non-GMO. It's free of artificial colors, flavors, preservatives, sweeteners. There's a, It's free of gluten, antibiotics, and RBGH and RBST. No odor, no taste, unlike bone broth or other collagen supplements. No clumping. Free shipment on every order. And there's something really cool. For every order today, they will donate a nutritious meal to a hungry child in your honor through their partnership with NoKidHungry.org to date. Biotrust has provided over 4.4 million meals to hungry kids. So please help Biotrust hit their goal of 5 million meals this year. Dude, I'm just going to say it one more time. I used to take, I, I took nothing seriously in regards to health. I would skate. I would eat junk food. When I was late teens, I'd be drinking. And I, I regret it. I do. I, I don't really drink all that much anymore. I try to be more serious about this stuff. But I got to tell you, most of you probably know, you hit 30 and you're like, what am I doing? You better start taking it seriously because the la- next thing you know, you're going to be like struggling to get up the stairs. I recently had like we had some uh, a crew come over for doing electrical work and I'm running, jumping up the stairs full speed and sprinting. And they're like, how do you do that? Well, I have ageless multi-collagen. Uh, so check it out. Strongerbonesandlife.com. Seriously, thank you so much to, to any sponsor uh, uh, because they're great. And don't forget to go to TimCast.com, become a member, because we have exclusive, I can find where the mouse is at, we have exclusive members-only posts. We did an hour the other day with Mike Cernovich talking about the Epstein files, the containment of truth, and what really happened. This is crazy stuff. So that's up at TimCast.com. Don't forget to like, share, subscribe. Let's jump in to the first story. So we have this post from Kristen Soltis Anderson. She says, thread on the new Echelon Insights polling about voter priorities and what Republicans in particular are looking for. Unlike traditional top issues questions, here we ask people to rate each issue on how much it concerns them. We tested these issues with everyone. Let's just jump straight. Well, let's start with Republicans first. I want, cause I want to, I want to build up to it, right? <laughs> you know what the title of the segment is. You know what we're talking about. So let me just show you the kind of, I guess, regular opinions of conservatives. GOP most concerned about police support and illegal immigration. The question was, how concerned are you, if at all, that the following are a problem for the country? The top uh, was illegal immigration. 59% were extremely concerned. Next, lack of support for the police. 59, uh, I'm, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. It's 79% extremely concerned. High taxes, 77 extremely concerned. These are like fairly typical Republican things. I'm concerned about taxes and people don't like the police and I wave my flag and illegal immigrants. They talk about liberal bias in mainstream media. Sean Hannity and, and Tucker Carlson have been ranting on liberal bias in the media forever. And so is Glenn Beck. That's totally normal. There's not a whole lot that's new in this socialism. Of course, socialism, Antifa violence. Well, that's relatively new, but, you know, left wing violence still is something that exists. And then you have abortion, tech censorship, discrimination against Christians. I swear you could do the same poll 20 years ago and find the same answers. What do you think the Democrats said? 
the most concerning thing with 82% was Donald Trump's supporters, followed by white nationalism, 79%, followed by systemic racism at 77%, and then gun violence, and then healthcare, then domestic terror, then police brutality. You'll see a lot of these same issues that, you know, Democrats have typically been concerned about. But I think it's particularly worrying that at a time when we're seeing some of the most insane rhetoric pointed at Republicans and Trump supporters saying drone strike them, saying treat them as enemies and combatants, you don't see the same thing from Republicans. So I'll, just, I'll before we throw it to, the, to, to everybody and we get into this bigger conversation, I'll just point this out. When I do my segments on this show, on, on, on my other channels, and I say I'm not I may be biased, but I really do see the problem as being on the Democrat side of things, not Republican. This is another data point that backs that up. Republicans, once again, concerned about the things they've always been concerned about. What am I going to complain about? Republicans saying the same thing they said for 30 years. Sure, I got criticisms. The Democrats coming out and saying Trump supporters are the, are the biggest threat. That's scary. Luke, you brought up last week when that lady from MSNBC said, why don't we just drone strike them? We drone strike people in Afghanistan. Yeah, I think it's fair to say that our language is becoming a little bit uh, hyperbolic, to say the least, especially politically. I for sure thought the the top thing on that list was going to be masculinity, uh, weights, trucks, and other inanimate <laughs> objects that people are scared of and, and refuse to take personal <laughs> well, gun, responsibility on. There. Firearms, defensive tools. You know, if you're going to put guns there, you got to put forks on there because forks mm. are responsible for a lot of obesity, Preach. a lot of death, and a lot of horrible, horrible sicknesses that Three. we need to be very responsible for by banning the tools that enable well, look, people look. to die of heart disease on such huge numbers. 300,000 people died in 2019 of obesity. Exactly. No that's, one wants to talk about that. that that's that's yeah. what, like uh, almost a 9-11 every single day? Yeah. Where's the nonstop wow. 24-7 news coverage of people stuffing McDonald's down their food and talking about how horrible it is and showing them in the hospitals down, down as their they're food? Down, down their, down their, yeah, their go <laughs> goblets. Their yeah. Yeah, yeah, down yeah. their throats. <laughs> Come on. Whatever, you know, you know what I'm trying <laughs> we'll to say here. Uh, but but again, there's a lot of bigger issues out there. And, and I don't know. I, I don't like polls. I always question uh, the results of polls. You can manipulate polls in so many different ways. Uh, so I, I don't know. I don't trust this because this proves that the mainstream media brainwashing is working because, uh, again, when you look at relative threats, to you, it's usually a lot of the stuff that a lot of elites are responsible for that they don't want you to know about. We, as we were talking about obesity, cancer, uh, you know, and other health-related illnesses that, of course, are never truly addressed. But now, again, we have a caring government that allegedly cares about our health and is willing to stop the economy and destroy everything in its doorsteps just to make us healthy. Yeah, well, so sure. You know, Luke and I have definitely covered our share of, uh, of riots and, and of various factions. And, uh, and Julio, you've been on the ground for a ton of this stuff. Yeah. Do you think that it is, it is fair for Democrats to say, or, or do you think it's fair for them to be most, more concerned about Trump supporters than any other problem in the country? Does that make sense? No, it doesn't. It's just, I, I would completely disagree with, with that. Do you think it should even be mindset. on the list? I think I know what you're going to say. That's why I'm asking. I'm giving you the the obvious questions. <laughs> well, it's just. I mean, obviously, I I, I think one of the factors is just what because what happened on January 6th. I was there. I covered it. Uh, and but re really, I mean, they what what we saw most of last year and what 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 I covered from Kenosha to Minneapolis and Seattle, the, those were all done by left wing. Well, but Kyle Rittenhouse. Well, that well that was born well that was born out of a situation that was the result of the local and state government not getting a handle on riots that were again started by left wing right. and BLM sympathizers and and, and standing things down. 
Yes. I, yeah. Well, so, this, so this is the point I always I keep making. People are like, Tim, all your videos are about the Democrats. And huh. I'm like, listen, when when has there been uh, a moment where a bunch of Trump supporters started smashing windows, breaking into a building and, you know, being all, over on, all around disruptive? January 6th. Can you tell me a time before that? Because I'm sure they exist, you know, but any anything off the top of your head, like some no. Trump supporters came out, flags. Marching through the street, chanting it, and, and smashing windows, starting fires or anything like that. And that number, no, not not that I can recall. Nothing. You know, so what I've seen is leftist violence and extremism. And even then, with all of the news coverage, look at look at Andy No's book. You guys, Andy No put out that book on Antifa. It's like a New York Times bestseller. And Republicans are still like, yeah, we get Antifa is a problem, but illegal immigration is more concerning because there's a lot of policy ramifications to illegal immigration, economic ramifications. So Republicans, right where they've always been. Antifa going on doing their thing. Republicans know it, but they're not screaming about it like it's the end of the world. Some are, for sure. Yeah. Their concerns are more practical policy policy driven. Democrats are pointing at Republicans. So this is what what, what is, is is worrying to me. Check out. Uh, let, me, let me let me show this article from the root. They say Democrats are stuck with a Republican Party rife with conspiracy theorists, anarchists, and terror sympathizers. The craziest thing about this. Let me just try and uh, pull up the most the most insane. Look at this. They say we have to view the GOP as enemy combatants because for years they have proven that Democrats are theirs. Republicans might view Democrats as like political rivals who they don't like and will call names. But Republicans aren't that concerned about general Democrats. This is the crazy thing about this, this Echelon Insights thing. On the list of things Republicans are concerned about, Biden supporters is not one of them. They, they don't care about what pe- people who voted for Joe Biden. They care about problems. The Democrats literally care about Republicans. I shouldn't even say Republicans because the Republican Party is trash, but conservatives, Trump supporters, Trump supporters are not Republicans. There is a there is a big difference, but there is an overlap, I guess. I can I can say, you know, Republicans are trash and most people will be like, you mean the politicians, right? Yeah. Oh, of course. Like everybody agrees. So I'm worried about this rhetoric, man. I'm worried about this. We also have this article. I'll pull this one up from 538. In America's uncivil war, Republicans are the aggressors. Oh. Dude, they live in, 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 a, in a paranoid, delusional state. Would you agree with that uh, uh, Republicans are the aggressors in the, in the uncivil war? As, as a whole, no. I mean, it's, it's just, again, what, what, I, what I covered and what, what I saw firsthand, it wasn't people in MAGA hats. It wasn't people waving Trump flags. It, it, was, it was people that were definitely aligned with more of the radical elements of the left. But, I mean, Antifa, as, as, as real as they are, right, uh, they weren't everywhere, in terms, right. in terms of all the riots, they weren't responsible for every single one. Obviously, they had a hand, obviously, in places like Portland, Seattle, where they where they had their stronghold. But really, it was everyday people, uh, especially especially when it started out on day one. Because then I can say in Kenosha there were Antifa types that came from Chicago and in Milwaukee, but that was day three, that was day two, that wasn't the first. Yeah. So everything kind of went bad in that town. Was everyday people quote unquote, you know quote unquote. did you see did you guys see what happened in new york where there was like a, an suv with trump flags yeah and then regular new yorker leftists started attacking it and some woman like pepper sprayed the family including some children oh, oh yeah. when they had that little caravan no no i, I don't think it was a, it might have been a little caravan i don't think it was like a big parade i think it was just uh like suvs driving on the on, on the what was it the what, what's that what's the highway BQE. is that what it is the bqe the brooklyn oh. queens expressway yeah and so You've got these people are not Antifa, these right. these leftists. 
And, that, and that's crazy to me that you can have these videos that Republicans, conservatives, Trump supporters can see a video of children being pepper sprayed and still say, that's not my biggest concern. Whereas on the left, you get one day where, where Trump supporters act a fool. And that's the biggest concern they have. I think, I think it's, it's the fake news, the manipulation. It's going to lead to something dramatically worse. My concern is as they kind of escalate this, and I'll just throw this, this, this next bit in because I covered this the other day, that the FBI is treating members of Congress. They say, uh, they're treating members, uh, members of Congress as suspects in the, the, the Capitol riot. What happens when you have this rhetoric where the Democrats think this is their, our biggest threat? You're going to get politicians on the Democrat side who say, vote for me and I will destroy Republicans. Vote for me and I will come for them and I will arrest them and we will lock them up. And the Trump supporters are like, can I get someone to deal with the immigration issue? If the Democrats see that the biggest issue among their voter block is Trump supporters, they will use all the power they have to target them. It's what they've been doing. Right. And it's probably creating like a downward spiral where it's going to keep getting worse. Right. And, and that's why that's why they have concerns about establishing a 9-11 style commission. It's like, well, how truly neutral and independent is it going to be when you have people on their side saying that all 74 million Trump, Trump supporters are equal to the three or 400 or so that... Right. The capital, T- which is just, TSDS. Yeah. We Trump also supporter derangements. We also have to yeah. understand the larger kind of media conditioning that has been going on within the last four years that that really was ratcheted up to levels that I haven't ever seen it before. I always knew and talked about the divide and conquer agenda for about 15 years now. But really, the last four years were absolutely insane. If you look at left wing media, they're always saying right wing terror, right wingers are going to kill you, right wingers are horrible. And then and just nonstop 24-7 coverage. And then there's also some criticism on right-wing coverage where they said Antifa is responsible for everything bad underneath the sun. And sometimes they were also exaggerated. Sometimes they were also downplayed by the left-wing media. But we have to understand this cycle is spinning out of control. And when the Democrats are in power right now, there are a legitimate amount of people asking, what do you got for us? And the first thing they got is... We could punish more Trump supporters, and uh, according to this poll, that's allegedly what they want. And again, I find it hard to believe, to be honest with you, because you don't like the poll. It's, it's. I have to really. I, I want to deep. I want to deep dive into it to, to see exactly how it was done, to see exactly how the questions were, because yeah. I bet we're going to find some anomalies. Because there's no way people who are suffering so much, people who have been screwed over by the establishment, who have been promised two thousand dollars and they're getting nothing but military industrial complex, no bid contracts for Raytheon right now. Uh, their two thousand dollars is out the door. That no way that that their first thing is nah, retribution. I, I don't know. I, you're wrong. I, that's my I disagree, hey, bro. That's okay. We, I know, you have I know. your opinion. I have yeah. mine. That's my own personal perspective, because seeing the responses, yes, there's a lot of hyperbolic stuff on social media. But in in reality, there's a lot of people saying, "Okay, Democrats, you're in in charge. What do you got for me? What can you do for me? I I am seeing people defend Joe Biden setting up child migrant detention (gasps) facilities. Okay, so there there was the one in Homestead, which is the Miami facility. Kamala Harris literally protested there yep. and all the Democrats, not the progressives, all of like the establishment tribalists are going like, yay, Kamala. And then Trump shut it down and they go, good. It's about time, Trump. And then Biden's administration reopened it. And they're like, well, actually, you know, it does make sense that Biden is doing that. You see what they do. So I, I disagree. Yeah. I think you're right that there are regular Americans who are like, yo, where's my money, bro? You said I get $2,000 where it, where it's at. And, it, and you're not getting it. But I think too many. And and, I, and it makes sense. I mean, like what, 80, 80 some odd percent are just like Trump is bad. So there's two things. 
when the media for years kept screaming at the top of their lungs, orange man bad. Some people just ate that up yeah. and now they're shaking in their homes, terrified of Trump supporters. But I think people are realizing Trump's not in power. The FBI is on top of all the grannies that walked into the Capitol that day. There's no evil grannies that are going to come after them and walk into their private residency by accident. So so I, I think people are realizing that. And there's also very interesting pushback with the, the Gravel Institute and AOC pushing back against Biden and this new kind of, uh, you know, t what, what, are, what are they calling it now? They're not Child calling Child migrant oh, overflow. Oh, overflow. Overflow. Yeah, overflow. <laughs> which are literally using storage containers to put Jeez. children which has, in. Which have bars on the window. I heard there's air conditioning. Oh. I mean, that's good. Well, it, listen, listen, Mexico listen. I got to defend Joe Biden. You, okay? I got to defend Joe Biden. Oh, let's go. I do. I absolutely do. The uh, I, These facilities need to exist. Yes. The, separating families is awful. Yeah. But a lot of the separation occurs because they don't know who the families are. Yes. Because it's just some random guy with a kid. And then the other issue is the facility that Biden opened up, it's unaccompanied kids. So like when a kid crosses the border and they pick him up, they're like, what do we do? We're not going to put him in an adult jail with a bunch of old dudes. Yep. They put him in a facility, a juvenile facility. Yeah. And, 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 but like just like for me, for me personally, because I am of you know Mexican descent, the thing that just really irritates me is sure AOC did, did a tweet saying yeah it's bad in any administration but she's not going to go down there and do another <laughs> right, yeah. uh, do, do another she's photo, not do a photo and, yep. and, and 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 just I remember uh, just the complete outrage at at the child separation policy which was you know well uh, the outrage at it was good I, I didn't agree with it at all uh, but and then it just but it went beyond that and then talk about kids in cages and and they were put they were putting photos that were taken during the Obama administration yeah. and saying that yeah. oh this, and, and so basically by and large the the mainstream media and Democrats view Latinos as uh, as a hammer to beat Republicans with when it suits them and so it's just I I, I really see I'm just I'm really upset at how there you know if you're gonna be if you're gonna be as outraged as you were. When Trump was in office, then you should be equally as outraged. Oh, I just realized, whoa, 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 Julio Rosas, you're 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 actually uh, a Mexican yourself. So I, I I don't I don't I, I'm I'm uh, special in that I don't see these things that the Democrats <laughs> like. I'm kidding. <laughs> but yeah, uh, colorblind, totally colorblind. Yeah, Another yeah. thing to really kind of uh, let be blunt here about is, especially when it comes to new immigrants that come to this country, who do they serve? They usually go to big cities and they serve a lot of these establishment limousine liberals, and they're working in underappreciated, underpaid jobs, usually under the table, uh, in a position that that it's, predominantly it's helps them. Yeah, it exploits yeah. Uh, human beings to the worst degree for the benefit of the people living in the cities. Who lives in the cities predominantly well, so, the liberals benefiting off of it here, here was the point i was going to make with that is that we recently saw especially in south texas the latino community went for trump yeah. all the board like then, a lot of the border counties in, yeah. in miami a district that was considered safe democrat flipped republican Psych. because it seems like there's first of all this idea that latinos in this country are one political body is just not not true and mm -hmm. you could probably speak this better than i could yeah but i know people i lived in miami i know people who were from cuba and venezuela and they're like nah like they were staunch capitalist hated those systems that you know they view as destroying their country but when you look at you know what's going on with these facilities i'm, I'm really curious about who aoc is actually speaking to when it's like ah, oh, in south texas they're actually kind of pro-trump you know they've, they've gone pretty hard for the republicans i can't imagine they're going to disagree with the same policies that trump had right well it's just the it's just the fact that they live at the you know they live there in terms of in terms of the border and so they they are acutely aware of the issues that that are plaguing the immigration system and obviously just the overall 
problems that we have this at the southern border and so i mean and that's why you see a lot of uh border patrol uh officers they're latino but i think the majority of the officers are latino because they often come from those communities because again they wow. they, they see the importance of border security they they know that you just can't have just it be open and what have you so yeah i i think it really i think the last election obviously didn't go trump's way but the fact that he was able to gain a lot within the latino community and other minorities as well but especially in the latino community i mean you'd think that you know, after four years of talking about how Trump was just going to go after all the Latinos and, and, you know, it's just this really bad dictator. Right. And then he's pretty, pretty, he's pretty bad at being a dictator in that, in that regard. (laughs) If, if the people that he's supposed to be victimizing is actually going for him. The worst thing he did was post that photo taco bowl. It was like, how dare you? You know, it's like cultural appropriate. It's like taco bowls aren't even actually Mexican or whatever. And and that it was looked it. good. I mean, objectively, it looked good to me. Good, yeah. <laughs> I, mean, I like taco bowls. <laughs> yeah. I, don't, I don't know why the image that just came to my head and is very visceral is this kind of, you know, so, so, this this kind of liberal sitting sitting in a fancy restaurant tweeting that we need more immigration as they're of course at a very fancy restaurant and behind the doors are all the illegal immigrants working their butts off, you know, serving them and it, to, to me just just seeing that kind of representation just Remember? kind of angers me to be Remember? honest with you. One of my favorite tweets in early in the Trump administration, I think it was 2018. It was from this actress. I forgot who, who, who it was, but it was, it was from in Los Angeles. And she, she tweeted out that, oh, there's immigration checkpoints. And so she, she's tweeting to her followers. Tell your gardeners, to tell your housemates, tell them to avoid this area. And everyone's just like, "Wait, why are you what? just why are you yeah. go, why are you automatically yeah, assuming that yeah. to tell their?" But but it's that. true because yeah. that is that is yep. a majority of their staff. And so when they think about immigrants, it's Jeez. oh, it's my it's it's the help. Yeah, exactly. And it's just it's just it's just so patronizing and it's just yeah. so fake. And I'm tired of it. Yeah. yeah. So so it, it, I I just I just pulled up the article because I had to make sure I had it right. Was it Kelly Clark? Kelly Osborne. Okay. <laughs> she said, "If you kick out Latinos, who's going to be cleaning your?" Uh, toilet uh, what uh, Th- these no. people again they just see us as a political tool to hit republicans with and to clean their toilets and cook their Here's food what, and i'm gonna it. i'm gonna read this quote and i'm gonna be very precise and annoying how i read this for political purposes because <laughs> they're gonna call it out of context kelly osborne said if you kick every latino out of this country then who is and this is this is what uh, uh, kelly osborne said going to be cleaning your toilet donald trump you know what i mean Osborne said in an attempt to call out the Republican presidential candidate who faced massive backlash. No, that's not no, interrupted co-host Rosie Perez, (laughs) continuing. There's more jobs in that in the country for Latinos, and Latinos are not the only people who clean toilets. And she immediately backtracked. I I didn't mean it like that. Come on. I would never mean it like that. Dude, you totally meant it like that. And it was only when she got snapped back, she was like, oh, oh, is that wrong? Am I not allowed to say that? I thought we were on the same page here. Uh, Yeah. (laughs) This is it. Think about, it's not even about Latinos or or, or Mexicans or or people from Honduras. It is about cheap immigrant labor. And it used to be, uh, who was it? Bernie Sanders. Bernie Sanders warned about how the Koch brothers brothers supported open immigration because it would work work great for their uh, big corporations. Yeah, you get some dude who comes in working below minimum wage, no benefits because they're off the books under the table. And then you basically have an underclass. Then Vox.com, the progressive website, wrote in 2016, the Democratic Party has become is becoming the party of the wealthy elites. So it's no surprise then the Democrats are the ones who are now saying, oh, we got to have more immigration and, and open borders. It's remarkable. Trump ran on the Republican ticket saying border security, no free trade. And it worked because regular Americans were like, yeah, I, I like this idea of, you know, America first. The big business special interest corporations and the ultra wealthy were like, 
How am I going to hire ultra cheap labor with no rights if the Republican is doing this? All of a sudden, the Democrats were now like, yeah, open borders. Even though what, in 2008, 2010, you had Democrats who were like, we have to build a, a border security yeah. barrier. Uh, that was two, the 2006, the secure fence. Act. Uh, yeah, yeah Joe, Joe Biden voted for uh, voted for that fence. Oh. So you're calling Joe Biden a racist? Oh, snap. I think he called himself that. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, <I> <laughs> but and, and, and so uh, even even with all that, and that's why when they're saying, oh, you know, uh, President Trump's not building any new fence, just replacing the old one. Well, the 2000, the one that was built in 2006 was basically just glorified check and wire. And you can be easily cut into within minutes, right? And, right. and, and so this new one that 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 they're replacing, along with er- areas where there was no barrier, it takes hours. And and you know, the whole point is to slow them down and to actually get border patrol agents to that area so that they can either stop them or arrest them. And so it's just a lot of misinformation, a lot of you know, yeah, rhetoric as as it typically does. But because I've been there, I've been all over El Paso, Laredo, San Diego. And it's just it's just amazing when you like when you're actually there and you see it and you see the difference. It's just it's just amazing. It's, it's remarkable how the Democrats really rely on you not knowing anything. Yeah. And so they'll be like, Donald Trump didn't build new border wall. He only replaced existing wall. If you've never seen it, you're imagining this, this giant wall and Trump comes in and just takes out a wall and puts in a wall and nothing changed. And then when you actually look at it, the original wall was like some fence posts with a single like log across it oh, yeah. that you could just like walk in limbo under. Yeah. And then Trump put triple reinforced, you know, barricades with B- with CBP in between. And it's like, yeah, those are very different things. Yeah. And then when they're like, yeah, but Trump should be building new wall. It's like, but those are the hot spots that the Trump supporters wanted secured. Right. So like Trump wasn't giving his supporters a 30 foot, big, beautiful concrete wall from sea to shining sea paid for by Mexico. But he was reinforcing areas with, you know, strong security and a border wall where it was most effective. Also, the conversation changed because previously before we had individuals like Bernie Sanders that were talking about how if we have a lot of people entering the labor force, wages are going to go down on the basic understanding of supply and demand economics. That conversation is not happening anymore. That conversation about the average worker, the average person trying to make a living wage that's not factored in anymore, and it should be. And that should be a big part of the conversation. I think it's just special interests. They 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 want to make a quick buck. They've hijacked. It's really clever. I'll put it this way. You know, it's a lot easier to to be on the side of social justice and have all these, all these institutions supporting you. But I got to say, these people who think they're fighting for, you know, social justice and things like that, you you really think these billion-dollar corporations and these meatpacking plants care about their workers? Look, when they slap a, a rainbow sticker over their logo, they're doing it so that you stop fighting against them. And it works. It does. Not completely. Well, I'm not going to I'm not going to be naive enough or, or, you know, stupid enough to try and argue that legitimate principled left wing activists are going to stop arguing against corporations because they put a rainbow up. But a lot of the establishment Democrat voters, the people who don't investigate news, who are not particularly active, stop being active when they're like, yay, we did it. Coca-Cola agrees with us. They tell they told everyone to be less white. The fight's over. Oh, there you go. By the way, do you guys have any Coke? <laughs> no, Coca-Cola? we don't. Coca-Cola? No, we nope. probably do have Coke products somewhere. Uh, Why? Do you want something to drink? Not. Oh, no, I just want to be less white. Oh, yeah. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> hey, me too. Yeah. Did you guys see the, the G Prime 85 comic? Oh, so my the gosh, art- yes. Yeah. The art we have on the walls is from George Alexopoulos, and he made one where it's a white woman being baptized in Coca-Cola. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's 
that's messed up. What was the tagline with that? Uh, power, I forgot the title. Power I of l- diabetes. Yes. Oh, yeah, by and the, the power, power of diabetes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I grant you away from your whiteness or something That's like right. that. Are yeah. you thinking about my time in LA? I worked at a restaurant for a long time and had a lot of friends there that were from the Central America that came over illegally and were basically extracting wealth from the country because they would get paid in cash and then they would send the money to Mexico to their families. And then they would work in the U.S. for a couple of years and then leave and go be super rich in Mexico. Relatively rich, yeah. Yeah, and they were super cool. Great friends. Um, and it was a small business. So they're yeah. basically, it's not just the big corporations, but if the small business can't survive if they have to pay full wages, it's hard to pay taxes so and, and rent and everything. There was a big movement for a while about local currencies. Do you guys know about this? Like mm-hmm. Ithaca Hours was a big thing where basically there was money that was only good in the town of Ithaca, New York. So if you worked, they could be like, we could pay you in U.S. dollars or Ithaca hours. And this, this, it was like one hour of labor equaled a one hour note. And you could trade it for food and goods in this place. So it had real value among the community. What, th- what this did was it ensured that the trade medium could not leave the city. Right. So if you got a city like Detroit and then the auto plants close down and leave, now there's no more dollars coming in. People don't have anything to trade with. So with local currencies, that currency is always there. That's why it's, I, I think it's relevant to bring up with what you were saying, Ian. When people come to the U.S., work under the table and don't pay taxes. I'm not saying none of them pay taxes. I'm saying, but when the specific when they specifically don't, they're not giving back to the system. They're getting from. They're using our infrastructure. Then that money is extracted from the system and sent overseas to whatever country their family is in. Their families then can then use that because the standard standard of living will be lower. So it goes a, a lot further in those places. But that means there is less currency in that town to circulate among the people who live there. Ultimately, an extraction of the labor value of that area. The, the, the re- so it's basically like the labor being brought in is being traded away to other countries and other places. Over time, it's an extraction from the U.S. You combine that with outsourcing, Factoring, factories being sent overseas and open borders. And yeah, you're going to see seriously detrimental economic effects on this country. And that's why you get a Donald Trump. Because regular Americans, look at this. When you look at the original thing we were talking about, the Democrats saying Trump supporter bad and Trump supporters saying illegal, illegal immigration bad. It sounds like the Trump supporters, the conservatives, the Republicans are looking at the data and thinking, what will make things better in this country? Well, we got a problem with illegal immigration for a variety of reasons. The Democrats are like, Republicans are bad. It's like, that's not a policy problem. That doesn't mean anything. Republicans are actually saying this is an issue. What do the Democrats do to combat the fact that Republicans are talking about a legitimate policy debate? They say they're racist. They just hate brown people. That's the only explanation. They hate brown people. They're xenophobic. I hate myself. Yeah, how dare you, know, you right? be yeah. you be conservative and, and not white. That's not allowed. Oh, I've been called a race traitor multiple times. But I love how they tell they tell non white people to be race traitors. Uh, I'm sorry, not to not to be race traders, but then they call it, they tell white people to be race traders. You know what I mean? Yeah. So like they have that whiteness chart that yes. was like at, when I was at that school, <laughs> and it said like be a race trader, and it's like okay, go tell it to anybody who's not white. No, and oh. they say, but it's not about race. Uh-huh. Yeah, that was a principal in New York City who sent a pamphlet to all the parents in that high school. That by the way, you know, there was I think I think seventy percent, seventeen percent of the kids were white. That that it's good to be a white trader. <laughs> 
<laughs> like what? Yes, uh, we could probably pull up the article. New York City principal hands out woke pamphlet, and then you could see the pamphlet in itself. It was based off of some uh, university professor that created a scale of whiteness, asking white people to rate themselves. And one of the better scales to be at is to be a, a, a white uh, race traitor. Um, oh, yes. that's right, because you're like either complicit in white supremacy or exactly. you're really we go. against yeah. it. Yeah, I found it. Yeah. Oh, okay, okay. So this is from we got this one from Syracuse.com. New York principal asks students' parents to reflect on their whiteness. And he has there's this tweet, Christopher Rufo, who we've had, he's uh-huh. he's great, uh, is the one who I think he broke the story. And that's the eight white identities. I, I think we talked about this on the show like yeah. the other day or whatever. But it's 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 definitely worth bringing up because it literally says to be a white <laughs> traitor. It's like it's green. You know, it's like white supremacist is red, bad, bad, red. And then white privilege is like orange. So there's like a, there's like a white wheel where it's like voyeurism? it goes red to yellow to green. What is that? White voyeurism. What the- <laughs> <laughs> what? I don't know what that means. That's so like you, you like people you watching. You like people watching white people. White? That's what it means, I don't right? know. Yeah, that's a voyeurism. Yeah, yeah. Exhibitionism is when you like people watching you, right? Right, right. Yeah, yeah. And voyeurism is when you like watching others. Yep. Really weird. So you, like, you like watching really white people? Weird. I don't understand what that means. <laughs> and then there's white benefit, white mm-hmm. confessional, white critical, white traitor, Dude, and white abolitionist. White confessional. Yeah, this is a cult, man. It's mm-hmm. it's it's a weird race cult. Ugh. Yeah. Yuck. I'm j- I, I just want them to stop putting making Latinx a thing. Oh my gosh, right? Kleenex. Yeah, well, I like just Kleenex. well, I, well, and then um, I forgot I forgot who tweeted it, but they they showed they tweeted a picture of an article. I think it was like a food magazine, but it was a Filipinx. Or it's just like, I mean, it's just, it's just completely insulting. I mean, well, one, it's like they're starting to realize that how machismo and how actually gendered the Spanish language is. And I mean, and and well, there you go. At the end of every Spanish word, it's either a male or female. Uh, Romantic language. Yeah. yeah. And it go and so it goes against that orthodoxy of gender fluid, fluidity and all, and all, and all this stuff. And so it's just they're trying to act like well we're saving you from yourselves of being sexist and oppressive towards people who don't identify as that it's just like well or maybe you're being racist you're the ones being racist because you're literally destroying the foundation of the language of these you, you, minorities you, you speak spanish yeah only uh, I, a little bit <laughs> i only speak I just, a little bit yeah. i just love the idea of them saying latinx but they don't actually know how to speak the language could you imagine trying to speak spanish where you replaced the o's and a's with x's Oh, oh, they, 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 well, one, they, they look at you weird. Yo, kiddo, yo, yo, kiddics, no, no, yicks, comedics, comedics. And and there there was, it's like pig Latin. It it was, it was like, uh, there was a Gallup poll, I believe it was Gallup, that, that showed, uh, it it was like 90% of Hispanics had never even heard uh, of that. How do you even describe Latinx? Like, what does it mean? Where did it come from? Because I don't even, like, it's just, it's just to denote that you're just trying to make it gender neutral to be sensitive to, to others. But, but like, the, the overall, Latino community just rejects it. And so like, I, yeah. I got it pulled That's up. About one in four U.S. Hispanics have heard of Latinx, but just 3% use it. Read the next line. Young Hispanic women among those most yes. likely to use the term. Always the chicks. College. Yep. yep. How do you, how do you, how do you, so it's, it's not just Spanish though. It's like romance languages have yeah. gendered words. Oh yeah. So like, bonjournix. <laughs> What is what? Mussolini changed the uh, Mussolinix. The, ge- the gender of Muselix. the. You guys ever eat Muselix? Mm, yeah, yeah, it's good. <laughs> of their, the river, the the great Italian river, uh, was a f- had the female gender, he and, and he made it male, and was mm. like, "We are a masculine country." So there is something dangerous about you know take making something male or female dominating. I think 
against could you could oppress a gender that way but no, i don't know if it necessarily no. does you know, the argument i made was so uh you, you do speak a little bit you guys speak a little bit of spanish yeah, so, yeah, like, yeah, just, uh, what is uh what does nino mean little guy L- little, boy. little boy what does ninos mean little boys what does nina mean little girl what does ninas mean little girls but what if i said los ninos and pointed to a group of school children what does uh, that mean yeah boys and girls well it can be it can well yeah right right, because so yeah so the point i would always bring up is the word that's supposed to be for boy could actually reference girls as well but women get an exclusive word just for themselves that's privilege so if you see a group of children boys and girls you would say los niños but nino is masculine yet women get included in the masculine as well but men don't get included in the feminine. So I'm not seriously complaining about the language, but I was actually talking, this is like 15 years ago, I was talking to this feminist who was complaining to this about me when I was like a teenager in Chicago. And I was like, how is it, how is it fair that, you know, women get exclusive words to describe themselves, but the masculine words are used to describe both. So women get both words. I was being somewhat facetious to point out the language itself is not sexist. It's It's just, it's, it's just a way to describe things, but Give look, man, you could make something up and, and I, someone probably could do this. Find something that could be presumably perceived as sexist and then they'll latch onto it. I don't know. Start arguing that we should. We, we Did you know that the modern banana was artificially selected? Mm-hmm. So it did not evolve naturally. Humans were picking the bananas that they liked and then only replanting the ones that were better and better, eventually we end up with this big sugary wad that's not even got seeds in it. You know what I mean? Like original bananas used to have all these different, all these different seeds. It was very starchy and not sweet. So what you got to do now is you got to tell them that's sexist. It was the men choosing the dick-shaped fruit. What? Yeah, because of patriarchy. Well, It's about time we start artificially selecting bananas to not be shaped like... Wieners. Wieners. <laughs> <laughs> no, but it's the stupidest idea ever. But you could make something like that up. Oh, Spanish is sexist because there's gendered language. Okay, well, then, like, basically every romance language is, is, is sexist. So, they're they're going to get there. They just want to focus on the brown people first. Yeah, 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 yeah because it's the, it's the white progressives who, who know better for you, you know? I mean, it's very condescending. I mean, like, like, honestly, like, I don't get, like, too actually, like, quote-unquote, like, triggered about stuff. But that, that actually upsets me just because just they – I understand what they're trying to do. But it just, it just, it's just done in such a completely um, – inconsiderate and not in in a serious way and it's self-defeating you mean taking the gender out of the language well right yeah well because they're 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 signaling that we don't know that we're being sexist and so they're coming to the rescue but but like like why is why is comida food is feminine is that is that fair it's sexist that food is for women like who cares we're talking about it's just it's just yeah it's just it's just whatever i mean that's why they don't give it a second thought um, uh, the arabic's interesting i don't want to i don't want to miss uh, exemplify it, but I'm pretty sure in Arabic, it's if a woman is saying something or if a man is saying something, they use different language. Or is it if you're talking to a woman, you use a different way yeah, of, you use a different phrase than if you're talking to a man? That might, yeah, sounds, it's sounds very possible. Yeah, sounds I would say very strange say, because I, I'm not used to it. But. I grew up uh, in a Polish area. Chicago's got a very, very large Polish community. Shout outs to Kazimir Pulaski. Saw a great tweet from uh, uh, Jack Posobiec about that. Yeah. But uh, I didn't learn this until recently, and uh, Luke confirmed. That they actually give women different last names. Oh, yeah. Yeah. yeah so right. how, how does that work? What is that? What is that? What's that all about? Well, it's it's feminine and male. So usually, it, usually a Polish name is with a ski for for when it's for a man and ska when it's for a woman. So the patriarchy of Poland, they don't even give women the name of the men. <laughs> they say, no, no, you get a different one. You're a ska, not a ski. Skis are only for men. See, that's the patriarchy. My that's dad likes ska music. 
There you go. Ska it's music. Ska. Ska's Ska's the, 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 funny, the, the funny thing about it, though, is like, I don't know if that's sexist or not, but you could argue it is. You can say it's not fair. The men refuse to give the women their full name and give them the derivative ska instead of the true ski. But then you could also argue like modern feminism in America, where it's like, I shouldn't have to take the last name of the man anyway. There's always a way to frame the argument to make it seem like someone's being bigoted when it literally doesn't right. matter. It's, it's just so tiring. The word <laughs> men is in the word women. So that's sexist. The word he is in the word she. So that's sexist. Like They've tried you... doing that. They've tried doing yeah, with the, with His the y. story. Yeah, with the yeah, y. yeah. Wimixen, W-O-M-X-N. Her story. Her story. Yeah. It's, it's, you know, it's, I, I, there's a really funny meme where someone said, like, there, for a while, feminists were claiming that woe, W-O means belong to. So woe men means property of men. But that's actually oh. not true. The original uh, um, etymology, I believe, of the word is wearman and withman. And so that's where werewolf comes from. So Life. a wearman was a male man, was a male human, and a withman was a male, a female human. And then over time, probably because men were the ones engaging in political affairs, the patriarchy, the 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 wear dropped off and just became men. And then women retained the the uh, withman, With, you know, suffix yeah, or prefix yeah. or whatever. So long story short, there's there's like evolution of language happens, and it's really easy to make anything seem like a conspiracy. Or, 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 you know, bigoted or racist. And they exploit that. They exploit sophistry to convince unsuspecting people who have, who are of good faith and goodwill into doing for them. And for, for those that think critically, you know, to the, to the chagrin of the New York Times, <laughs> they don't fall for this stuff. They end up watching shows like this. You guys are great. But a lot of people just fall for CNN. They'll turn it on and they'll be like, you know, yeah. Latinx and they'll go, yes. I saw Disney also. They had when they were celebrating Hispanic Heritage Month. They, and that's the other thing too. You can just say Hispanic, like yeah. <laughs> like that's gen- like that's gender too. Yeah, or Latin America. I mean, there's just there, there's other options. That, like why why do you have to go after that? And again, I I don't want to like seem like I'm just triggered over words, but it, it's just it's just it's it's the deeper uh, mindset that they have of like we know better than you do, and you're it's and if you go against us, you're I love it. It's, people. it's a most it's an ideology derived mostly from white leftists to tell minorities how to speak, yeah. and I'm like, how do you define white supremacy? You know what I mean? <laughs> like a bunch of white academics of privilege telling minorities what to say and think and do. I mean, that sounds like you know better. It sounds a bit like white supremacy to me. You know, I'm not going to tell you. You can say whatever you want. I don't know. I don't think it's about gender. I don't think it's about sex or anything like that. I don't think it's about gender roles. I think it's about controlling the narrative. And this is something we've talked about in the past. We've talked about changing the language so you can change stuff like the laws. I think this is a matter of sneaky trying to force the evolution of a language to suit your own power goals. I I, I honestly think it's that's true. Like we talked about how if you can change the definition of the word gender, then every law on the Mm -hmm. books becomes a different law. So when the law was written, right, like the 1960, 1964 Civil Rights Act, and they say, you know, uh, or, or, or derivative policies in various uh, jurisdictions, when they say, you may not discriminate on the basis of gender. Well, back then, they specifically meant male or female. Today, the activist left at all, in all these institutions has changed the definition of gender. Once people accept it, they say, look, the law says you can't discriminate on the basis of gender. Well, I'm, you know, hydrogender, so you can't discriminate. And then they show up dressed up in a full body, you know, jacuzzi suit or something, you know, more. Actually, that'd be pretty sweet. Have you seen those jacuzzi suits? Oh, wait, is it real? I'm pre- I think they might cool, be real. I mean, maybe, up. maybe it's something I saw. Maybe I dreamed it. <laughs> <In a dream. laughs> yeah, that's, that's like a fever dream right there. Yeah, you don't have COVID? Great. No, I think I saw it on TV once. <laughs> oh. I don't have COVID. But you know what I mean? I'm just, I'm just trying to be absurd. Like if, if, 
if the law was originally intended to address males and females, and now that we've changed language, you're going to argue the law is different. That's a way to exploit the system to change laws without actually having the votes to change the laws. It seems to be a lot of what they're doing. I didn't think of it that way. Yeah. Yeah. I do think a lot of it is just random, though. Like when they say Wimixen, do you guys know what Wimixen is? No. W-O-M-X-N. Or, or, or Flux instead of Folks. Oh, fo- Folks with an X. Or, yeah, it's yeah. Fo- Folks with an X. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Folks. I, I, I don't know how that's... Yeah. For that's no reason. Okay. I, I, saw that, I, saw, I saw that pop up like a month ago. I was like, how did, where did that come from? Because they like putting X's on things. It's it's like a little kid being like I'm gonna, I'm going to call myself the the thunder smasher that's my new name and the mom is like Billy that's not your name your name is William stop calling yourself thunder smasher and you can't write on your exam at school thunder smasher anymore because your name is William it's like no I'm a, I'm thunder smasher it's like a little kid just trying to be cool no, you, I'm going to put an X at the end of my word cuz X's are cool You want to know what's really funny about the letter X X means Christ in Christianity. So I want everybody to think about that. Every time they see the word Wimixen or folks, think about oh, the word Christ. There you go. And think yeah. about the yeah, I've been thinking about religion because the people that want to crush the patriarchy or undo this, this, there's something to it. Because like, if you look at the way the Bible was written, Eve came from Adam's rib in the story. Like the man. Everyone knows that humans are born from women. That's just the way things are. Right. Wasn't Lilith first? Was that, is that oh, it? She was Satan's I don't know. She was Satan's wife? Different. Oh, wasn't there a woman before Eve? No. Really? Are you no. sure? Yeah, I'm sure. What was I reading? 100%. The, yeah, they wrote the books for this like mystical woman was created from a dude's rib. Like, look, the man came first. The man is the center in the beginning. He's a but like, no, he was born from a woman. They just didn't right. write her into the story. I was right. And so these people want to kind of trash that. I mean, there's really a bunch of old white dudes wrote the Bible and like had the Council of Nicaea and rewrote, took out what they wanted to make it tell a story to give men power. But the women are the most power. Like the women are the center of the family. They are the creator of the human. And so I see these people wanting to kind of bend or or break things back to the way. I just a I different ju- way. I don't know. I just have to you know interject. Uh, I yeah, was right. Go ahead, interject. Lilith appears as Adam's first wife, who was created at the same time and from the same clay as Adam. This contrasts with Eve, who was created from one of Adam's ribs. Lilith uh, is the legend of the first woman, uh, is a 19th century rendition of the old rabbinical legend of Lilith, the first woman, whose life story was dropped unrecorded from the early world and whose home, hope, and Eden were passed to another woman. So it's not in the Bible. Right. Okay. Uh, Well, it does. Are they, yeah, 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 right, right, right. It's not biblical. So maybe it's it's, it's an old rabbinical legend. So I guess she's an interesting tale. Interesting. How did we get here? I don't know. I don't know. talking about like gender language and yeah, like yeah. is it male dominated did they build those languages i don't really know the history of of um romance well, we've languages. got we've got another story in the similar vein of oh, yeah. the creepy school check oh, this out gosh. we've got from the daily mail buffalo public school claims all white people perpetuate systemic racism and force kindergartners to watch video of dead black children to warn them about racist police and state-sanctioned violence Fatima Morell is associate superintendent for culturally and linguistically responsive initiatives at Buffalo Public Schools in New York. Morell has introduced a new curriculum, lesson plans, and teacher training. The teachers are encouraged, encouraged to be more woke in their efforts at anti-racism. Morell suggests teaching kindergartner classes about children killed by police with videos featuring Trayvon Martin, Tamir Rice, and others. Older pupils, pupils learn all white people play a part in perpetuating systemic racism. A whistleblower told City Journal about the news, the new lessons, new lesson plans. Morell is yet to comment on the controversial uh, new teaching programs. I wonder if they have some some photos. So 
There's one post where it says, I am Ayana. I was sleeping. I am Trayvon. I was walking. Anti-racism, a powerful collection of anti-racist policies that lead to racial equity and are substantiated by anti-racist ideas. They're indoctrinating kids. They're teaching kids. This is illegal. The 1964 Civil Rights Act says you can't discriminate on the basis of race. These people, they're being referred to as neo-racist. I just consider them like... Good old-fashioned racist. Yeah, it's good old-fashioned racist. It's just, it's the same thing. It didn't change. It's still racism. They're literally like, that race is bad. Okay, well, that, then you're racist. They're doing it in schools. Imagine the psychology of a small child hearing this and seeing just the traumatic imagery of death and then that being pushed along with, of course, the big propaganda. We have to also understand uh, they use a lot of graphic images to push this because when you're emotionally shocked, when you're in a constant state of fear, you don't critically think. And for, for kids to see something traumatic and then be told, hey, uh, if you're white, you're perpetrating systemic racism no matter who you are, what you do because of the way you were born. That is just absolutely absurd, sickening and crazy and destroying the youth of this nation. So there's this image that we've talked about a bit before, and I'm sure most of you are familiar with. It's the uh, the equity fence, which uh, is this meme. It's fairly viral. And it looks like this one got a, got a, got a graphical update. Look at that. Very, very nice. Mm. On the left, it says equality. There is a tall man, a medium sized man and a short. Well, I don't know if they're men or women person and they're all standing on a crate the short person can't see the fence is in the way the the medium person <laughs> can see over the fence and the tall person can clearly see the next panel on the right says equity now the tall person has no crate so he but he can still see he's tall the person in the middle still has one crate but the short person now has two and now the short person can see the baseball game as well my favorite response to this is from libertarians where they say they're all stealing they are they're all stealing because <laughs> there's you can pay for tickets but i want to point something out when they're teaching kids about this stuff and they show this image, what they're not explaining to the kids, because all the people here are, are brown skinned, they're all of the same race. What they're not telling you is in on the side that says equity, where you have the three people standing up. Imagine the tall person is of one particular race. Then imagine someone from the government taking away from that person and giving it to someone else based on their race. Now imagine that the person who is tall is actually a black person. And the person who is short is a white person. Would you justify the government coming and taking from the black community to give to the white community? Their argument is, well, we just know who is quantifiably privileged or underprivileged. But you don't know. Would it make sense for the government to take away from like a working class, you know, white family where the dad is a carpenter and the mom is, is, is you know, is an auto sales, a car salesperson. And they take money from them and give it to Oprah's family. Well, this Based is on race is meaningless. Well, well, this is the thing. We even had one of the head board members of, of the New York City Education Organization publicly come out and say, if there's a rich or, or middle class black person and a poor white kid, resources have to go to the middle class rich black person because of systemic historic racism. So we have literal heads of education in New York City arguing for this. And there's a third uh, meme that, that's related to the meme that you have up there. And it's a third panel. And it says when government gets involved and it shows the tall person and the, the middle person getting their legs chopped off ah. uh, <laughs> as a representation of whenever the government gets involved that I tweeted a, a long time ago, which I think is also perfectly representative of what actually happens when the government tries to solve a problem that usually they're the ones that perpetrated it and created it. They usually make it a lot worse. So I, I can't find it. I'm trying to find it. There's a, there's a bunch of silly versions of this, though. There's like liberation. There's no fence anymore.
anymore. Oh. I like that one because it makes no sense. Because there's like, so does the outfield go forever? <laughs> Apparently. So it's like the, the outfielders can keep running and there's no home runs. Rules so long don't as matter. It's all an RBI. Yeah, the rules don't matter. They're teaching kids this stuff. And they're not teaching kids enough to explain anything to them about what it really means. It's just indoctrination. These kids are going to grow up as dogmatic tribalists. And I'll tell you what's funny. They, they, many on the left had similar things about religion, you know, back in the day. Kids growing up with religious indoctrination. Oh, it's a problem. I don't care. Sure, fine. I'll tell you what. It doesn't justify you becoming the dogmatic religious lunatics. But I tell you, it's really crazy watching this cult spread. There's an organization called Free Press. The Free Press, that's what it's called, freepress.net. I used to know these guys. I've act- I actually only a few years ago was sitting down with one of the guys from the Free Press talking about freedom of speech, freedom of, of the press, our ability to communicate. And then in the past year, two years, the organization has called for banning and censoring misinformation and the far right and political ideas they don't like. And I'm like, how have you gone so insane with this cult? That an organization called the Free Press would launch a campaign to censor people based on their opinions. Well, we saw Democrats in Congress recently write that letter talking about uh, banning Fox News and mm-hmm. One, right. One America. It's just it's it's really really concerning. And, and Tucker Carlson, uh, he he's been w- one of the main targets uh, from Media Matters and, and and what have you. And so. He's really been sounding the alarm on that, and it really is becoming a big problem in terms of rhetoric that that we're seeing from people in power. Yeah, right. and so it's just it's it's completely absurd. Just because it's CNN and MSNBC, they do. How do you how do you fight this kind of thing? Right? It's like it's it's like a religion. Homeschool. Uh, this, I mean, reading this article really, really uh, made me proud of understanding the larger homeschool network in New Hampshire that 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 happens in that particular state. It's one of the largest homeschooling states and also the the smartest state compared to of course IQs of other states which tells you a lot because when you give up your child to the institution of the state for quote education they're not you're not really getting educated you're getting indoctrinated into the propaganda this is this the newest level of propaganda that they're introducing people so they could go along with their bigger agenda the newer agenda but of course there was an older agenda the school system has failed our children it has failed me it has failed a large number of individuals and it's not there to uplift people it's not there to help people find their skills their passions their loves it's it's not there to help people in their journeys in life what? it's there to keep them in institutions so they could be good factory workers and that's what school systems were built on by the rockefeller institute trying to of course rinse and repeat create good factory workers was, was it michael malice who said that w- one of the only places a child will experience violence will be in a school yes, was it what michael said that yeah and uh, I'm not sure if it was Michael who said this, but someone said they're effectively prisons. Yeah, yeah. That's what he said. Yeah, yeah, Michael said that. Yeah. And uh, I agree. Um, I mean, I think schools, public schools particularly. I've been to private school. Private school, uh, I went to Catholic school for the first, you know, up until fifth grade. And then sixth grade, I transferred to public school. Public school is just awful. There's like limited supervision. They don't care. The kids are not really learning things. It was just really, really bad. I mean, I saw extreme amounts of violence 
in New York City. There was a kid that got shot in my classroom. Like, I, I can't even go into just some of the graphic details of what I saw growing up there. But essentially, when you really look at it, it's run like a prison. The same companies that build the schools are the same companies that also build the prisons. I remember visiting my friend in prison just a few months ago and being like, this looks a lot like my school. Uh, <laughs> and, yeah. then, uh, and then I remember like, oh, yeah, they're, they work for the same kind of contracting organizations that build these larger institutions. And it's not just the construction of these uh, buildings. It's also the way that they're run. It's also the, the way that teachers bark orders at students, scream at them, tell them to stay in line, tell them to, to regurgitate whatever they say. And if they don't have the same opinions as they do, they get punished. And essentially, the, even in college, if you have a, a opinion that a professor doesn't like, they're going to give you a worse grade than if you had a, yep. you know opinion that actually disagreed with them. Th- think about where the school stuff leads to, right? Check it out. You're going to have, right now, you got all these teacher unions saying, we're not reopening. We're not going to go back to work. We don't want to go back to school, but pay us. Not essential. Sure. They say, but we want to make sure the schools are safe. I really just don't believe you. Fine. Whatever. They don't want to reopen schools. Wealthier families are just homeschooling their kids, and they're putting them in learning pods where they hire tutors. The tutor gets 20 to 30 kids. That tutor is probably making bank, to be honest, because oh, yeah. all these parents are now like, well, pay, pay 100 bucks a week or something, and they got 30 kids, so these tutors are just raking in the dough, teaching a various group of kids throughout the day. These kids are getting one-on-one education in a small classroom with a professional edu- you know, educator to some degree. These kids, when they get older, they're going to be smarter, better, faster, stronger, all of these things because they're getting, well, they're getting invested in. These other kids who are going to these schools and are being indoctrinated are going to be, well, they're being kept out of school. They're being given given very awful uh, education. They're getting these Zoom classes. Most of the kids don't even pay attention. They're not going to school. The teachers don't care. The teachers don't want to be there. The teachers are arguing, keeping the schools shut down. And then when they are there, they're getting indoctrinated with garbage. So what happens? You're going to end up with two 20-year-olds, one 20-year-old from the pods, from the learning pods, not the not the dystopian <laughs> pods. And they're going to be sitting there and they're going to be socially savvy. They'll have grown up around adults. They'll have learned the intricacies of, you know, normal human living. And they're going to have a conversation with an employer and say, you know, I, I, I work very hard. I was, you know, I ran my, my family's business when I was 18. I did this. I was educated at these, you know, these institutions. I did homeschool for these years. And they're going to be like, oh, this person's articulate, you know, well thought out. I think they can bring a lot to my company. And they're going to look at the next resume and the person's going to be like, well, I am a person of color and it means you have to hire me. And um, I didn't go to school because the teachers didn't want to show up, but I did learn about equity from watching MTV videos on YouTube. And they're going to be like, uh, I don't, I'm not, I'm not going to hire you. Like you don't bring value. Now, the one thing that could change that, of course, is if we get really extreme leftist draconian woke policy where the companies like in California are forced to bring on, you know, women and minorities to their board. So that's like if, if your company's of a certain size, you have to fire a white guy and then hire a woman of color or something. So then maybe that will actually happen where you're going to have people show up and they're going to be like, well, you have to hire me. So there you go. And then you end up like Venezuela. I mean, I, I know Venezuela is kind of the go to example, but in Venezuela, man, they make jobs for the sake of making jobs. You know, they, they don't need a job. Well, we'll just make it and just there could be a job for one person. Let's say the job. Uh, the example I often give is when I was trying to buy a cell phone in Venezuela. It was like five different people I had to talk to to buy a cell phone because they just created the jobs because they need to have jobs. In the U.S., you walk into a T-Mobile or an AT&T or a Sprint. There's one person. You're like, yeah, I want a phone. Like, okay. They pull pull out the phone. They sign you up. You give them the credit card. They say bye-bye. 
Not in Venezuela. The amount of mandatory signage that businesses need in Venezuela is absolutely ridiculous. They at least they have to dedicate an entire wall to all the permits, to all the regulations, to all the rules, and also a huge no smoking sign and a huge no guns are welcome here sign in Caracas, Venezuela, at one time the murder capital of the world. And it's not anymore. Uh, it, it fluctuates between other Latin American yeah. countries. Uh, but when I went there, it was the number one murder capital in the entire world. They outlawed people having firearms. And guess what? Homicides through firearms skyrocketed because all the people were disarmed and only the criminals had the firearms. Even (laughs) private security in some instances wasn't allowed to have firearms. And the police officers were working with, of course, politically motivated institutions and groups that protected each other. Meanwhile, other people were left to, of course, the gangs. And uh, I forgot the exact name of this one motorcycle gang that was wrecking havoc on a whole bunch of communities. But, But again, when you go to Venezuela, it's been wrecked by absolute violence to the point where police officers and other authorities were literally telling me, hey, if you're driving at night and uh, there's a red light, just don't, don't, don't worry. Don't stop. <laughs> just go right up ahead. Yeah. I, I, was a, I was a dirty smoker at the time, too. And the hotel was like, no, no, senor, no, 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 no smoke here. I'm like, okay, I'll go over there. They're, they're like, no, 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 no. <laughs> You're going to get killed there. I'm like, what do you want me to do? Like, I'm going to smoke too now. Screw you, man. Like, call now the I'm cops. All ner- now I'm all nervous. Yeah, now I'm, I'm even more nervous. Smoke. I don't smoke anymore. Um, that was a bad phase that I had. Uh, don't smoke. It's really bad for you. Right. But but again, it just shows you the utter lunacy of more I gotta, government. I got to do this. I got to do this. This, this because because when we're, it's not, it's, 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 it is more government, but it's also how the left has become the moral authoritarian. So let me, let me start the segment by asking you guys a question. Which political party, pop quiz everybody, was okay. trying to get content and music banned in the 90s? <laughs> Which political faction? The Republicans. It was the Republicans. No, I, I, was, trying, I was born in 96, so I don't remember. Oh, yeah, it doesn't in the two, it, Well, late, late 90s. <laughs> I remember, so yeah, I remember. Uh, Magic the Gathering, for instance, we actually have this card downstairs called Unholy Strength. Magic the Gathering, of course, is a strategic card game with fantasy themes. And there's an image of a guy with a pentagram behind him. And it was conservative religious families who complained and forced the company to remove the image of the pentagram because it was satanic. Check out this story. Illinois lawmaker seeks ban of Grand Theft Auto game following rise in carjackings. And which political party does this Illinois lawmaker who is trying to ban a video game belong to? What would you guess? Well, the the party affiliation is not in the title, so I know. So, the, so, I, so the rule, so the rule yeah. is Democrat. That's the rule, yes, that's that's the that's rule. Yep. You're right, you yeah. correct. I think, uh, he's, I think he's, he's a statist. Is he a statist? Yes. yes. Okay, I'm good. Sure. Okay. A statist. <laughs> he's a Democrat. A Democrat is trying to get a video game banned. This is it. I'm sorry, everybody. If listen, first of all, when was the last Grand Theft Auto game made? 2013. No, no, more recent than that. No. GTA 5. 20. 2016? Yeah. No, I think you're up. Sure, yeah. Uh, But I remember seeing so many Republicans when when one of the Grand Theft Autos had a scene with a working woman. 2013. Is it really? They ported it to PC later. Yeah. Yeah, but I remember remember the outcry. Wait, 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 wait. GTA uh, 5 came out for PS3? Is that really the latest Grand Theft Auto? It's been a hot minute. Yeah, it's been a while. <laughs> it's, been, it's been a hot minute. So listen, listen, listen. You got a guy, mm-hmm. a Democrat, trying to ban a video game that's, what, going on like eight years old because huh. carjackings went up? I blame you, Ian. I see the link. Because you, you're the one who said it, does, you play. it doesn't make people want to carjack cars. It just makes it easier to do. That's that's what the uh, I think he watched the video with to. Ian describing what he said and, and came it. to that yeah. conclusion. Yeah, you see, you but see. the one super chatter said like video game violence. I was like, do video games make people 
more <laughs> commit more violence. It was like, no, it doesn't make people want to do it. It just makes it easier to pull the trigger. They do it. That's we, why they train soldiers. Exactly. With, yeah. We, we talked to, uh, we talked to somebody about that. They say so the, the military will use who. these, uh, like the guy from act- the ranch. Yeah. 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 Um, yeah. It doesn't make people more likely to, it makes it easier for those two. So yeah. that I understand. The family guy did a whole cutaway about that. About what, video games? Well, specifically Grand Theft Auto, where Peter loses his memory and he's like, oh, just here, play this game so you can remember how to drive, and then you see him carjacking. Silly money. So this, this, this Illinois guy, Rep. Marcus Evans Jr., has introduced a bill that would amend a pre-existing law banning certain video games from being sold to minors. His amendment would ban the sale of games with subject matter, including motor vehicle theft with a driver or passenger present. The amendment has yet to be voted on. There would have been, there have been renewed debates around the ban of carjack, uh, ban after carjackings among young people have gone up recently. The bill would prohibit the sale of some of these games that promote the activities that we're suffering from in our communities. A 16 year old was arrested in charge with carjacking on Monday, days ago. There were two 15 year olds arrested. I gotta just say, I really don't think these kids are playing GTA and being like, dude, I got an idea. Let's go carjack for real. Yeah, that's so smart. And they high five and they just go outside and they're like, yo, give me your car. And that's, 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 I don't know. We live in a generation of Tide Pods. That's true. Uh, Nobody was eating Tide Pods. That was not real. But but when it comes to intelligence, by and large, and it comes to our education system, we are failing. That's the bigger point I'm making here. And I think that's true. But but also, most importantly, especially with this Grand Theft Auto thing, I I, I believe it was Republicans that made it so you needed to show an ID card to show that you're old enough to buy certain video games just a few years ago. I remember there was such a massive outcry against GTA. There was one particular scene with a working woman that everyone was screaming about. And they actually came pretty close in banning the video game a couple years ago. So it's just absolutely absurd to still see this nonsensical argument being made right now. Now, but it's the perfect representation of what government is absurd ab- absurd and stupid i don't i don't know about that republican id thing i, I just tried to google it, i couldn't find it but i but i do have this story where the verge writes trump That's and republicans crazy. continue to blame video games for their failures on gun control they say there's no evidence but it's a talking point that has been repeated since columbine Amazing. following two ma- uh we'll call them mass tragic events they say lawmakers and government officials offer thought and prayers they take no action House Minority Leader Kevin McCarthy told Fox and Friends that video games dehumanize individuals. In a speech today, President Trump pointed at video games specifically as the root cause of these events. We must stop the glorification of violence in our society, he said. This includes the gruesome and grisly video games that are now commonplace. Sounds like, uh, Ian, when you when you said before that, you know, video games were, were leading to this, you were far right. I would like to ask Julio about this because you're actually in the military. You're yeah. in the reserves. What what branch of the military are you in? Marine Corps. And what what do you think about violence in video games and how it associates? I've, I've, I mean, there's... Uh... I don't think that's true in the, in the in the sense that that's the cause for it. I mean, you have to look at just the the whole environment and obviously who the person is. I mean, I I think in terms of de- desensitizing, maybe yeah. yeah. But in terms of it being the trigger behind it, no, I don't. I don't or I, like I, encouraging it, encouraging it, yeah, because you 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 separate the two. I mean, you, well, it's it's <clears throat> it is an interesting point that Trump and Republicans were then bringing up dehumanizing. Essentially, like we learned from uh, uh, it was it was the the guy, fellow from Fortitude. Is that what who, were you saying? Yeah, Fortitude Ranch. Yeah. He was saying the military. So I, actually, I brought this up because there's this movie called The Men Who Stare at Goats. <laughs> yeah. And it was this like project where they tried doing psychic spies is a real thing, apparently. Yeah. And in the movie, you've got um, what's the guy's name? Is it Jeff Bridges? The actor? Is that his name? That I don't know. Right. Which one? But well, the actor in the movie, The stare, Men Who Stare at Goats. They're they talking about how he was in Vietnam. And this, like, Vietnamese woman runs out into a field, and all of the American soldiers, 
They don't shoot. And then he's like, what are you doing? Start shooting. And they shoot up to purposefully miss. And so the dude who was here said the way they combat that is using active targets like actually they used to do they used to just do like a target. Now they do a shape like a person and they do first person video games so that now it's in the people's minds of what a person looks like. So the, the general idea is that video games don't make people more violent, but a violent person would this would help them essentially if they were going to commit an act, they would not be averse to shooting a person. Right. I mean, I, I, I don't know. I mean, I, I, again, I just, so, I, I just, I just have a hard time. I just have a hard time believing that that that's the that's the main factor that's going right. to dr- drive somebody. I mean, and you look at the, I mean, you just look at the 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 history. I mean, you you, you don't want to talk about. Be careful when talking about mental illness, but Adam Lanza from uh, the uh, the New, New, Newtown. Uh, right, 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 right. I mean, there's there's just so many other things. Although I think he did, right. play, I think he did play video games, though. I think. Well, I I think everybody plays video games. Yeah. Well, well, right, right. They used to, they used and to so, claim Dungeons and Dragons was going to make kids go crazy. And, and it's violence. I mean, I will say, I mean, because like from from the riots that that I've that I covered a lot. I mean, it was just back to back to back, and and I, I found myself being very bored. At, and and so I think there's an adrenaline aspect for certain high stress events, uh, and not necessarily school shootings. But I, I can see that because there, there was some stuff that would happen that 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 I would see and, and report on, and it would be sad and be tragic. But I, I'd have a hard time finding emotion behind it just because I, I had seen it over and over and over personally. So that would be the desensitization. That'd be kind of the desensitization aspect. And so like I would recognize that it would like, okay, like this is bad and this is sad, but um it didn't have the same effect the very first yeah, they do this yeah. to many police departments. <clears throat> they play very violent riot footage and officers getting hurt right before they go out. I, I've seen the many reports of this uh before they go out cover many protests. So a lot of them are jacked up. A lot of them are, are you know ready to to you know prepare to defend themselves and most protests you know usually don't don't get violent they're becoming more and more violent uh but again psychologically the video is such an important component in in making people realize that's that there's something else bigger out there it plays on the imagination but it also plays on your visceral senses where you get to see it and you get inundated in it in such a way where you believe you're actually in it so video is one of the biggest forms of propaganda that we should be of course made aware of and especially question when certain traumatic videos are being played over and over and over again, especially on mainstream media. Dude, I was watching, you were watching a movie yesterday or something, and it was like a guy just hitting another guy, just beating on his face. Oh, Taken. Taken. Uh, Taken 3. Yet another violent movie. I mean, we're talking about so much violence in the movie industry. It is punching, even all the Marvel movies, just punching and beating and throwing and blasting. Listen, listen, listen. Everything. Like 90, I'm, I'm, I'm just giving an exaggerated number, but the overwhelming majority of content is violence. Guns. Every, guns, every guns. Marvel movie. Every Marvel. These are some of the biggest movies ever made. Literally all of them violence. The Mandalorian. Mandalorian. That was for all violence. Yeah. Yeah. It was yeah. great. Had, yeah, yeah. Game of Thrones, violence, war, video games, violence, conflict, the biggest games. Like even Minecraft has violence in it to a certain degree. Yeah, sure. It's not the worst. I shouldn't <laughs> rag on Minecraft. But you look at some of the biggest games, Fortnite, violence. <laughs> I don't know if people are still playing Fortnite. Uh, Grand Theft Auto, the game where you drive around, run people over and do crazy things. There is this component of video games that conflict is one of the big components of our entertainment. I wonder why that is. I'd love to talk to a psychologist or, you know, a psychologist about this. What about violence is like such an entertaining value for us? Is it because it's conflict? Because it's risk? It's a threat? It scares you? And then you overcome it? 
What we've seen from this is there have been feminists who mm. want to create what what people call walking sims, walking simulators, video games where it's like your your mission is to go and hold hands with someone and earn points because they want to get away from that. But people don't like it. People like, like even if you go back to Mario, like the original Mario on NES, you play a dude who runs around punching bricks and stomping turtles and then kicking them. It's like it's fast paced geometric competition, kind of like throwing b- baseballs at each other, like dodgeball. But it doesn't have to be shooting someone and killing them. It just is in the visage of that. So, like, I think why people like it is because it's fast paced geometry Splatoon. and you're learning how, how like what's that Splatoon. What's Splatoon? You are a bunch of like squid critter people and you sprayed paint on them. <laughs> yeah, same fast-paced geometry. So that's people what we're, that, that's yeah. what we're really learning is how to interact um hand-eye coordination, we're challenging each other to see who's got faster reflexes, but it's in the guise of a violent gun, you, you know, it's it's the AR, it's all these realistic guns. The graphics are getting so realistic that if you're in it in a, like VR, you you'll really maybe even all, start to believe you're killing someone. Like all, it's possible. I, I got it. Right now, the big problem is not the Republicans for the most part. This, it's a Democrat who wants to ban these video games. The only thing we have to do to make sure that nobody comes and bans our video games is make all of the bad guys have Donald Trump's face. Boom, done, nailed it. There it is. Because think about it. Republicans might actually complain and say, I demand this game banned, but who's going to listen to the Republicans? They can't get anything done. They'll be like, I am upset about the, you know, these, these games got to get banned. I'll say, get out of here. Just shut up. And then if you make all the, all, all of the, NPCs, any character that could die has Donald Trump's face. The left will be like, I see nothing wrong with this. <laughs> All violent. You made the most gruesome and brutal violent video game like Doom was legit, like super violent. But just, you know, make it Trump and, and they'll, they'll allow it. They'll stop complaining. They'll, they'll immediately come to the defense. Someone should make a mod for GTA where everyone's face is Donald Trump and show it to that Democrat. And he'll go, oh, oh, oh you know what? I think this game is actually OK. I yes. withdraw my bill. I, I'm a huge video game nerd, as you probably know. If you don't know, I'm a huge video game nerd. Here we go. Um, I got really mixed feelings about video game violence. Like, I wasn't allowed to watch violent movies growing up. Yeah, for, same here. Because yeah. they didn't want to twist my mind. My parents, I saw Nightmare on Elm Street 2 when I was like 10, and I remember the veins getting sucked out of that guy, and it like stuck in my brain for months, for years. Yeah. Still to this day, I can see it, his skin turning white as his veins were getting, it was so gross, like just messed me up. And that was one thing that I saw as a kid. I was like, I wasn't allowed to watch Tom and Jerry or the Three Stooges or Married with Children. Like I was. And video, I, I'm so I'm aware, like the violence, man, how it can brainwash you. But I don't want to ban it. I don't know. This is this is this is yeah. it is interesting. I think you know we do have to be careful about what kids are watching and, yeah. and and are doing. But that's not that's not incumbent upon government. It's it's it's, it's the a parents. Fa- it's a family yeah. role thing. We, we were just talking about. There's a video of Ron Paul that went viral, and it is one of the most glorious videos of Ron Paul ever. Luke was like, I've seen that video a million times. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I just retweeted it. I said, Ron Paul is a legend. It's it's basically a bunch of people who are like, ban drugs, say no. And Ron Paul's like, government shouldn't be the one deciding what you do with your life. But there's this really glorious moment where he's arguing with a guy and he goes, you're not going to get morality from the government. The government can't make you a better person. Why don't they put you on a diet? You're a little overweight. And everyone's <laughs> like, oh, and I was just like, yes, Ron oh, Paul. Snap. He's right. If, 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 look, if you're like the government should tell us what we can or can't do. It's like, OK, well, they should tell you to put down the fork. No, that's not the way it works. So when it comes to video games, when it comes to South Park, when it comes to Beavis and Butthead, whatever these shows are, because, you know, Beavis and Butthead, believe it or not, is coming back, right? And, and parents have complained about it. It's your fault. I'm sick and tired of this. And this, is this really, for, for the most part, uh, uh, become endemic on the left? 
I mean, I know the right used to be about banning things. They're like, oh, these things are bad for kids. And, you know, we got to ban this art. Now it's really the left. It's like, yo, the left are the ones coming out and saying I should have no responsibility. It is a cop out too. What you said about Adam Lanza was pretty enlightening. Like, I think it goes deeper into the, the psychoactive drug system and how it's making people crazy. And then uh, I'm well, not, we're, we're talking about parents taking responsibility for what their kids are consuming. But like. Now you can not, see, you can be inundated with violence, but if you're on psychotropics, that's going to be sure, a different right. inundation. And, and what I'm trying, what I'm trying to bring up specifically and focus on is you've got too many people in this country, whether it's people who have kids or somebody who just eats terrible food who says, you should pay for my health care, even though I lay around eating double, you know, Big Macs with extra sauce and don't exercise. Or this video game made someone crazy, so we should have the government take it away from everybody else. Or a crazy person with a gun. Therefore, no one should be allowed to have guns. Right. It, it's, it's meaningless. Yeah. I mean, and so that's why I'm uh, adverse to when it comes to like video games, because it's the same line and argument when it comes to gun control. And... One of the reasons why I became conservative was looking at the various gun control arguments uh, made by Republicans and Democrats, and I was thinking, well, the Democrats one doesn't make any sense, and you know what else are they being misleading about? And so that's kind of how I went down the rabbit hole. Right, right, right. And it's <clears throat> it's it's remarkable how if you're if you're being logical and you hear the conservative argument on guns, you're going to hear something. Typically, they're going to say. This, the, like, I, I, the first memes I saw was, why is this gun banned and this gun not banned? And they're the same gun. So one meme is the Ruger 1022 I saw. Yep. There's a wooden stock Ruger 1022. And then there's a, like, polymer stock with a pistol grip Ruger 1022. Literally the same gun, same capacity, same firing and everything. You just hold it a little bit different. One's under risk of being banned as an assault weapon and one isn't. It's, it's meaningless. So when I would actually go to, you know, the left, the traditional liberal people and say, why is this gun banned? They'd say, oh, assault weapons got to be banned. And I'm like, they're the same gun. It makes no sense. And you can't get a logical answer out of these people because they don't know what they're talking about. And so I'm just like, listen, if you can't be responsible for your own life, why should I have to pay the price? And that is a serious challenge. I am actually fairly left on a ton of policies. I totally believe in cooperative economics and systems of government. But there is a limit. We have to be liberty oriented, not authority oriented. And so what you have with these traditional liberals is they actually, I love this meme from leftists. They're like, Democrats are actually authoritarian right. And I'm like, yes, that's correct. That is absolutely true. The Democratic establishment are somewhat, they're not super far right all at the top, but they are in the authoritarian right spectrum. They want to take away from you. They want to dictate what you do. And they are not overtly far left, but they're close to the left. So they're, they're like, they're, I'm sorry, they're, they're, they're more authoritarian right. And th there's a difference between libertarian right, where it's like, hey, man, do your thing, be free and freely trade. Authoritarian right are crony Democrat, corporatist Democrats who have revolving door policies, prop up international corporations and big tech firms, empowering the corporations, and then also telling you what you can or can't do with your life. So I actually, I actually think the Democrats and Republicans, the Democrats are fairly in the same place. You do have progressive Democrats who I think too much indulge in the woke cult stuff. And then you have a lot of good libertarian Republican candidate, like politicians, people like, well, Rand Paul, obviously, Ron Paul, he retired now, Thomas Massey and a few others. You have very few actual good principled Democrats at all. But I would say it's a tiny fraction that are actually on the libertarian spectrum. So I tell you, if, if you believe in freedom, I don't care if you're an anarcho-communist, far left, you know, critical race, woke, whatever. 
if you're on the libertarian spectrum and your whole thing is, well, I disagree with you, but I don't believe in being violent and hurting others or forcing people to do things. I'll be like, we get along, man. Come over, have a beer. Let's grab some slice, grab a slice of pizza or vegan pizza. If that's what you're into. And then the, yeah. the laissez-faire capitalist can come and, you know, and then sell us his great pizza and we can all hang out together as long as we all agree not to oppress and beat and harm each other. But that's not what we're getting. We're getting tons of moral authoritarians who want to use the power of government because they think other people shouldn't do things or they want to extract the value in labor from other people because they're not responsible for themselves. And there is sometimes it's valuable. Like you want to stop people from pooping in the river. That's a metaphor that's, that's come just, up before. Yeah, but that's sure. not what we're talking about here. Well, and I, like and I think what, giving uh, people addictive drugs, yeah. you kind of want to stop that. Why? Because it's like pooping in their soul. No, it's it's a, absolutely it's not. making people crazy. No, that's authoritarian. You think that. It's authoritarian to stop su- shoving opioids into the schools, into the shoving, yeah. telling someone they can't Selling put them. something in their body is authoritarian. Yes. Giving. But I mean, they're giving people Ian, prescriptions for I these new drugs that they didn't for, used to do. I know what's better for you. Therefore, you shouldn't be allowed to do it. Yes, that's authoritarianism. Well, that's how the family works. A family is not a government. I know, but it's in a micro, some way it you know, is, yeah. House economy means household management. But we also have to understand, with the party in charge right now, this larger authority of censorship is intoxicating for a lot of these individuals. And just like I said on this show, they're going to go after people in politics, and soon it's going to translate into art, books, entertainment, yeah. and I think it slowly and surely is. There's a lot of uh, pushback against this particular video game thing because how absurd it is but we also have to understand any form of censorship is absolutely absurd it deserves to be pushed back and we are already seeing and have seen a lot of comedians hit and canceled and attacked for telling jokes and trying to make people laugh which again on the on on this on its own level is absolutely absurd and it needs to be pushed back immediately well i'll tell you this um I, f- I feel the only person I well, I feel bad for uh, Lydia and Ian right now because I can see, uh, you know, obviously, Julio, you're a person of color. And uh, I, I am yeah. as well as it yes, with my, my Asian background. And Luke, as a oh, slav, yeah. is, uh, is, is granted. Born that, and raised. Yeah. That, that, but did, did you know this? The community, Co- Coalition of Communities of Color said that Slavs are uh, people of color. Really? So yes. Slavic hair, people, please Slavic pronounce people. it right, Tim. Is that the right way? I'm sorry. Yeah. I'm sorry. I didn't mean to be offensive. Well, so well, well, Slav- well. Slavics? So, yeah, yeah. Slavics. <laughs> so, I think I'm going to make a t-shirt so, like that. <laughs> dirty, dirty, blonde, blue-eyed Luke, white skin is not in fact white. No. Um, you know, and he does not have that privilege. Your eyes. So you. we're allowed to make offensive jokes. And uh, Ian is... Lydia a, and I got the raw end of the deal. I know, right? No, Seriously. Yeah. Not only do we sun. No, no. You have white privilege. <laughs> Scottish? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So are you Scottish? I'm I'm Irish and Scottish. Yeah, white yeah. privilege, I yeah. guess. Not Slavic. You, yeah, you have white privilege. I'm still like reeling from finding out that Lucas is considered I know, a me person too. of color. Shocking. <laughs> <laughs> no, we did a whole thing. It's true. Must be nice. I couldn't believe it. But you know, I, I, no, I take that back. I actually could believe it because I've made the point before. I actually would would talk to these people who are like white privilege, and I'm like, you mean to tell me that you think Ukrainians have white privilege? And they would go, well, mm, people who live in you know, no, yeah, come on, no. Like these, these these people are not living the the wealthy American. Like they struggle to come to America. It's actually easier for a Mexican to come to America than Ukrainian. Of course. Like I have privilege, but my parents stayed together. That's a big part That's of why. A huge privilege. And I had to get a job when I was twelve, so that I wasn't like they wouldn't buy me anything. You know, I was very lucky that we Good got a parents. Nintendo when I was young. Um, we should we should all take the privilege test. Have you ever seen it? Oh, like, uh, I think so, I think so. I think, yeah, I think it was from BuzzFeed. I'm not sure, but it it's was probably like, from BuzzFeed. <laughs> yeah, it was like there's Sounds a, like a, BuzzFeed a thing. slider bar, and it was like, are you you know Christian or not? Like how how are Christian you are you? How are you right, male? Yeah. Like and it's like a slider bar for your gender. 
Did you see the guy in California who took a DNA test and came back 4% black <laughs> and now he wants to qualify as a m- minority business owner? Yeah. So he gets all the privileges uh, they, and they, all the they, special promotions. They just don't know the Pandora's box that they opened. Well, yeah. Well, well, it's just... Obviously, like, racism is bad, but like when it's, it's, they're it's, clever. it's no, just... no, maybe what they're doing is actually this really clever play where all of a sudden there will be like Luke, who's like, I mean, come on, if, <laughs> if, if you were to describe a white person, you got dirty blonde, blue eyes, Luke Rudkowski, like Luke. I'm sorry, they can claim that you're you, you have your blonde hair, blue eyes. Come on, listen, they they said what they said. <laughs> it's, it's, Council it's, has spoken. It's 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 been determined. Uh, stop trying to oppress me with, <laughs> with your designations of me as you are clearly anyway. an Asian person that has triple <laughs> white yeah. classification oh, category. White. I say triple. You're uh, right. You're right, though. I, I, so. I mean, I, there's a reason well, well, the Asians it, are lumped in with the whites, it, especially when it well, comes to the right, university yeah, discussion not, that's been yeah. happening in the country as well. Well, no, no, you're, you're correct because I'm, I'm uh, German, Irish, Korean, and Japanese. Ooh, triple. Ooh, triple white. white. I said, yeah. Triple white. Yeah, yeah so it's uh, tri- triple white. And uh, Luke, oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry for oppressing you. You better be. I will. I will check my triple white privilege. Uh-huh. Triple white privilege. Uh, but the point I'm saying is, it's this like securitist pan- plan towards actually, you know, doing away with racism by making it so that a bunch of white men can identify as women of color. Yeah. If this dude is four percent black, who as white as they like, he, they say he looks white. You can't tell. He got a DNA test, and he could identify as a woman. He is now a female. You know, it reminds color. me of that South Park episode where everyone gets their DNA test to check out their privilege. <laughs> it's brilliant it's what's happening. I hear they, South Park is coming back, right? They Did predicted this. Yeah. But listen, fair. listen. Are they going to deny, deny it now? My, one, of my, one of my favorite moments. You guys ever see this? There was a, a scholarship program for African Americans and a blonde haired blue eyed white kid showed up. And when they were like, this is for African Americans, he was like, I'm from South Africa. Oh, And they were like, no, you have to leave. And he was like, but I'm literally from Africa. And they were like, no, get out of here. It's it's, it's crazy. South Park also predicted Chaz. Did they really? Yeah, remember remember that episode where the hippies take over the town? <laughs> oh, yes. yeah. It's true. Nah, that, that, I mean, that's, oh, that, that's what I compare. Cartman, it goes on a rampage. Yeah. The hippies. He's, trying, he's trying to stop them. And, and that, <laughs> no one's Cartman's listening. my spirit animal. I, 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 love, I love how like they, they arrest him because he was targeting the hippies. And then they were like, you don't understand, Cartman. This festival will bring in a lot of money for us. And he goes, hippies don't, don't have money. <laughs> <laughs> Colorado. Yep. That but that, that, that's, how, that's how I describe Chaz. And, and like, right. literally, the, it, was, it was so surreal seeing, because like, again, talking about, we saw racial segregation uh, oh, there, yeah. the, the, in that. And it was just, like, but it was being done like with the right intentions in the right way. So therefore, it was allowed. And it was just so weird. And it, one of the... Really funny things about that. Well, one, they had a sign that said uh, "social distancing is anti-racism." What? Uh, it's it, it like anti-racist, which is like, what? huh? I'm which, already confused what, by what, that. Yeah. Which, which, by the way, they were very racist because there was not a lot of social distancing at the height of when like oh, a lot wow. of people okay, were. Dude. So apparently, they were all being racist. Mm-hmm. But, but then on top of that, they had a garden plot in their little chaz. And they garden. killed yes. black children. They shot them. Well, Dude, they, they, they okay, for fair. ten minutes. Yeah. Ten. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's what I read. Ten minutes where they were just unloading. What, what was the size of their magazines and how many were they carrying? I have no idea. And this was, what, what were they, were they firing 5.56? Five, five, I, I believe it was 5.56. Five, five, no, I don't that's, know the exact That's a thousand dollars these days now. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just, yeah, like, so, so they're rich too? Yeah, they're rich. Yeah, they have a lot of money if they're going to pop well, up. Well, it's, it's, it's back, like back, back then is probably a lot cheaper, but still Maybe. expensive. It was so, well, so it pretty expensive. Because they had the, the Corona uh, jump sales yeah, right, b- before right. the rise. You've so. gun owners. Yeah, no, no, but just think about this for a second. There was a white SUV with two black teenagers. And it was just apparently some kids joyriding. 
these these security guards who are you know they, they call themselves walking around with with rifles panicked when they heard they saw a vehicle and someone said it was white supremacists so they just started unloading i read one article that said hundreds of rounds for about 10 minutes just just firing in this vehicle i'm, I'm wondering like 10 minutes how many magazines were they carrying? Wow. Because if they were just unloading like boom, 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 like I'm not saying they're going to like bump fire or go boom, boom, boom as fast as they can. If they were all unloading, they had to be carrying what multiple 60 round mags yeah. or something. It, well, it was, it was, it was just absurd seeing it all. Ha- and, and really, and then th- they raided the vehicle and stole evidence and stripped it and geez. took off. Well, and, 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 and the, the cops couldn't get in. Yeah. yeah the cops, the co- could, the, they couldn't even rescue the kids. EM, EMTs couldn't get in. It, it it's just it's just so unfortunate just how what happens when because it, that was only allowed to happen because the, the Seattle mayor and the city council was just like oh, we'll just have a summer of love and we'll we'll try to play <laughs> no, no, but it, try to placate that and it's just like no like I I was there the first night and I could already tell like this is gonna end this is gonna end in a very very bad way yeah a sixteen year old uh, black child was killed yeah. a fourteen year old was left in critical <sighs> condition after being shot. And this is supposed to be a safe haven for minorities. And it's just like, no, that that's just not that's not the case. And then they want all these fencing and these barriers up because they wanted to keep out white supremacists. It's like, right, because Seattle, I mean, Seattle is very white. I'll, I'll, I'll give them that. But it was just, it was just, just again, the mindset that the, these people operate in. And they think nothing, they see no irony in the fact that the people that died in Chaz were, were African-Americans. How could you tell right away that it was going to go bad? Uh, so I met, uh, Raz Simone. He was the kind of the first warlord, uh, in, in that, but really it was just, it was cause so that first night he was harassing people for, for graffitiing on the, the buildings and there was graffiti. I mean, that was one thing. It was graffiti everywhere. So it was not like he was the only person doing that, but he was harassing him. was threatening him. And then there was a punch thrown. And so that was problem number one. Problem number two was when this was the second night where there was this group of basically self declared vigilantes uh, armed with baseball bats and they surrounded this one kid uh, who and they were accusing him of stealing a cell phone from one of like a like a from like a street medic and the kid's saying no i didn't steal it i didn't do this and they're like well why'd you run away from us and they're saying and and, the, and one of the guys he shoved the baseball bat in his face and he's like if you, you know, if you keep this up i'm gonna beat your uh, beat, beat you up and it was just uh it was going bad quick. It was going bad really quick, and then he was he was able to escape from the group, and they started chasing after him, and then they realized, oh, he didn't. Act, they found the phone somewhere else. Jeez. He didn't actually. He didn't steal the phone. So that was literally the second night uh, when when all this, and so I just knew it was gonna. And I know that there was like some more crimes because there was a. It was kind of like Occupy Wall Street with all the tents, right? And kind of the crimes that happened within the tents. It was literally yeah. almost the exact same thing. Wow. And I just knew it was going to escalate further and further because, again, it was just a free for all. And it, I mean, there was there was different groups in at different. I mean, the, the safest part was during the day because, as typically these things go, right, it's generally safe uh, when it's daytime. But then when it became night, it was just kind of who had the most kind of power, whether it's through numbers or through weapons. Yeah. And so it just. And I'm curious. It just it just result. It just res- ended in tears and. and People got people got hurt and people got killed and it, it didn't need to happen. Yeah, I wonder what we can expect in you know in, in this kind of area in the coming years. I mean, Joe Biden brought back the migrant child facilities. I can't imagine Antifa is going to be like, "We're cool." No, they're going to go nuts. They were protesting in Rochester just the other day. And, and and I was in I was in Portland on inauguration day and they attacked and I I was I got video of them attacking the the Democratic uh, headquarters yeah. in in yep. Portland and it was just 
they 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 just they just hate everybody. I mean, they're anti-American. I mean, these these definitely. I mean, and so it doesn't it doesn't matter who who really is in office. They they just kind of see it as an excuse to do that. But right, yeah, they're they're not. It's just really weird. It's just I just don't understand why Democrats. You, know, you had Jerry Nadler say, "Oh, the Portland riots being done by Antifa was a myth." It's like they hate you too. <laughs> Like they, well, they, he doesn't want them to beat to come to beat him up and go to his office. So, well, you know? it's, it, well, yeah, he, he Antifa went to CNN's offices and uh, raised the ruckus, to say the least. <laughs> yeah, oh yeah, in yep. Atlanta, yeah. No, yep. it was so. It's just it's like I like these people are not your friends. I mean, sure, like they might vote for you begrudgingly because it was better than Trump, but I mean, they're they will just attack you just as easily as they will yeah. attack any conservative or Republican. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. Well, that being said, let's jump over to super chats, my friends. If you haven't already, smash that like button, subscribe, hit the notification bell because it really, really does help share the podcast if you really like it leave us a good review on itunes or spotify or whatever it's the only real way to grow i mean we're not going to spend money we don't have like marketing or anything like that but go to timcast.com become a member and get access to exclusive bonus episodes we just did one with mike cernovich on the epstein files and it is kind of a crazy story like what we talk about it's kind of creepy stuff because there's something deep beneath the surface that's never been uncovered about what was going on with that guy we got an episode up at timcast.com but let's read some of these super chats we got a super chat here Fortunately, I don't think YouTube, for some reason, blocks the, the name of the first what? person. Let me see if I can try and read it. I can't. They said, hey, Tim, can you give a shout out to Wall Street Bets and remind them to hold the effing line? We need to make our wives' boyfriends proud when we make it to the moon with AMC and GameStop stonks. All right. There you go. GameStop jumped, what, like 30%? Yeah, it jumped, <laughs> jumped up again. Yeah. It said 100%. And did you see... 100%? I yeah. read that. Did you see Robin, wow. Robin Hood say, we're going to make some upgrades tomorrow, so there might be some disruptions. Oh, it's just no, like, oh already, my gosh. I heard there's already disruptions. Oh, According to the cartering, they already stopped trading in some instances. Yeah, they did. Oh, my gosh. I'm not going to buy any of these... I'm not going to buy the AMC or the GameStop stuff. People can buy whatever they want. I am not a financial advisor. We always say that. But if people want to buy that stuff, you know, you, you do your thing. A lot of people bought in when it was really high because they're like, we're going to keep buying and then it dropped and now they're holding the bag and that's probably why it's going to go back up again because, uh, dude, if I bought in a stock at like 300 bucks and it dropped to 90, I just keep it. Yeah, you keep I, just, it. I just keep it. I'd be like, whatever. I bought it. You know, I'm not going to lose it, I guess. You only lose the money when you sell. I don't know if it's going to go back up to 300 bucks, but, you know. Alessio DeMonte says, did anyone hear what the Dems are trying to do with the U.S. nuclear arsenal? What, are they trying to launch it? I have no, no idea. I don't see that. No? Well, keep Eric Swalwell away from it. Yeah, yeah definitely. <laughs> Ian Reichard says, Hi, libertarian computer scientist and fan of your work. Saw your episode earlier about wanting to build out new social media, and I'm so upset with the current state of things and want to help. Let me know if I can help in any way. Send an email over to jobs at timcast.com, yes. and we'll go through pitches and, and you know ideas and stuff. And yeah, I'm, I'm talking with uh, some devs about creating open source tools that people can use to get the core functionality of some of the biggest big tech companies. So like live streaming functionality, super chat functionality, t uh, tweet like microblogging stuff, sharing groups. That way it's like your website, your deal, and they can network between each other. So we'll, so we'll see how that stuff works out. Dylan Elm says, every dollar in the chat netted you a dollar before the live show. Out of the hundreds of people, I only got 10. Oh, well, it was fun. I'm not quite sure what, what you mean by that. Hmm. Never Summer 160 says, Julio, get Mattis's drinking buddy here. Glad to see you finally made it to the top TCIRL, Semper Fi. <laughs> there you go. Rah. Wojciech Zapotochny, uh, I'm probably pronouncing your name wrong. <laughs> Tim, please get Adam Curry on the show to talk about his decentralized social media. Oh, we will, guy. we will, yeah. we will, absolutely. Mr. Slytrip says, how do you feel about Jenk Uger naming his podcast after the group that committed the Armenian Genocide? 
I have said, I mean, based on his own ideology, he should change the name. He should have changed it a long time ago. Yeah. The Young Turks is a really messed up name. No joke. I understand they're trying, like, they're claiming that the Young Turks is just a reference to, like, young upstarts who are challenging the system. Sure, but it's literally a reference to, it's, like, it's the same genocidal maniacs. Right, it's the same thing as these group of people. Imagine <laughs> if imagine if they started a, 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 pot, a, a podcast network called the Hitler Youth, and they were like, oh, but we don't actually, you know, like what they said, but it's like, I don't, I don't, right. I don't care, dude. I, I went to Politicon. Just change the name. And there were people, yeah. there were Armenians protesting the Young Turks. Based. And they were saying, like, dude, we don't hate you. We just think you should change the name. And you can even change it a little bit. And right. and he won't do it. That, to me, is weird. Listen, I don't, I don't care if he changes the name or not. I'm saying if he's going to be true to progressive principles, and you've got people protesting saying it's, like, really messed up, how are you, like, going to tell marginalized people to shove off? That's weird. It's I a, just think it's wrong. Look into Enver Pasha. He was the head of the Young Turks. Uh, in not, Turkey that cool. established the Armenian oh. genocide. Yeah. Man. Not cool. Tammy says, Tim, re-diabetes, please distinguish between type 1 and type 2. Type 2 can be avoided through healthy lifestyle choices. Type 1 is lifelong autoimmune disease. Virus attacks pancreas. Insulin needed lifelong. That's true. Yeah. I have read evidence that fasting can help reverse the symptoms of type 1 as well. I would I would suggest reading into it. Yeah. I, would, I would also suggest reading into for people with uh, type 2 ketosis. I don't know a lot about it. I've only read certain like uh, medical websites. That's why I say read it because I know there's a lot of fad dieting around keto and people don't know what keto actually is. But so, look at this stuff because so, I knew a guy whose kid had epilepsy and he got put on a ketogenic diet, cured it right up. So they tried everything, all these medications. And he said the doctor told them, have your kid on a ketogenic diet. And then that was it. No more seizures. Yes. Yeah, For so whatever reason. Keto was used to control epilepsy in children, and it was also used by, I believe, the Navy SEALs to train their divers. Um, there's a condition called diabetic ketoacidosis that is very bad. You do not want that at all, so watch out. Watch your blood sugar. Word. AG on RTS Gaming says, be advised, GME stock is going up. <laughs> well, you know, if, 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 if people want to buy it and they like the stock, they should, but you should recognize, you know, what was going on with that news. Going up. Mr. Brownstone says, Luke is my meme lord and T. Hustler. Watched Gray State and good to see your contribution to the documentary. Good times. Well, what, is, what was that? Um, Gray, the memes. Gray, Gray there was a lot of memes. <laughs> Gray State was uh, was a was. There's a big story behind that. Uh, crazy story behind that, to say the least. But uh, I don't know if they actually went forward with the movie no. or not. I think well, they did go. in some ways. I have to check in on that. It's been a long time. Oh, Ian Hall says sharing my GameStop <gasps> tendies <gasps> with Lydia's cat and Luke's <laughs> worthless puppy. Aww. Diamond, whoa, whoa, diamond whoa. hands, rocket to the moon. I'm up twenty k so today. Oh, congrats! Good for you, he man. says, "Whoopee, worthless puppy." That's the I can't believe uh, uh, Atlas is so big. Yeah, she's it's only big. been a few weeks. The second year flopped up. Oh, she's great. Uh, <laughs> second year flopped uh, up. I'm gonna make a post soon about it on Instagram. Luke, that's a huge moment yeah. in the German Shepherd. Have the second life, year flop yes. life. It's a milestone. She's great. Lamont Cranston the the fourth says, "Ban assault cutlery." Mm. They're doing that in the UK. Yeah. Yes, they are. Actually, like actually, yes, yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> El Diablo El Diablo says. What the WTF? Luke doesn't like polls. WTF? Luke, oh, oh, Luke doesn't like polls. Oh, yeah. This poll never lies. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Sean Rufus said, Jim Doc. I, I got to read this one first. He says, I got hairy legs. <laughs> 
Which, uh, it's a Biden quote, mind yes, you. Yeah. Sean Rufus says, I'd Tur- like to support Luke, but Jason blocked me from commenting as I commented Jason was a crazy conspiracy nut. <gasps> Thought you didn't block people, Luke. Oh. Jason? I don't block people. Um, I block I people. Um, you reach out to me on uh, Twitter, Luke, we are change, uh, and let me know your username, and I'll make sure you're what not blocked. I don't I like mute, blocking I mute people. Yeah, I mute people. Too. Tyrantosaurus Hunting Club says, Luke reminds me of bartender from Boondock Saints. Semper Fidelis to Julio. Keep up the great work, everyone. Ra, yeah. You're looking him up. up now? Yeah. Bartender. <laughs> for, uh, I remember, uh, well, I'll just read some more. Uh, MH says, Kelly Osborne may have said that, but I think the tweet you are looking for was from Amber Heard. Yes, that one. She was the one who was like, right. protect your, your you, gardener. Yeah, protect your gardeners yes. and your mates. Uh, yes, yes. Wow. Thank you for, for, for... These are the worst people. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, no. And that's what, that's what I was saying. Like, they don't really care. They only care that when it affects them personally. Yeah. Adam... Gines? Gines? Guinness? I don't pronounce it right. Politics is downstream of culture, but culture is downstream of media. People jump, but the establishment still steers the ship. MSM has to go. Mm. I think it's I think it's happening. Whoa. Newtonian says check the M1 money supply. It's about to hit 20 trillion. Oh no. I'm gonna buy Bitcoin. You know, like Bitcoin went down and everyone's like I see all the media saying, oh no, Bitcoin's going down. I'm like, oh thank God it's going down. I can buy more now. (laughs) Oh man. But every time it goes up, it's crazy because like I remember when it hit two hundred bucks, I'm like, oh, I can't buy now. It's at two hundred. Then it went to a thousand, and I was like, I should have bought a two hundred. I remember looking at it when it was like a thousand. I'm like, ah, I can't do this. This is Bro, a lot of money. Yeah. But what, what about listen, what about Dogecoin? Yeah, nah, I'm not going near. <laughs> Bonk. Listen, listen. I couldn't Bonk. find my computer where I had my old Doge wallet, and uh, I know I had some Doge on there, and and, and lost a lot of money. Back in the day. Listen, listen. Back, back in the day. In uh, November, what Bitcoin was thirteen thousand. Yeah. So it's like up three and a half times or whatever. You put a thousand bucks, you'd have three thousand five hundred. Man, Jeez. crazy. And and now, and, but I went to fifty six k. It's gonna go back up. It's keeping going. It's keep gonna. It's gonna keep going up because more and more corporations are 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 putting some of their balance sheets on on Bitcoin, especially with the mass printing of U S dollars. You know what's really funny? I was, I was reading something from Peter Schiff, and man, that guy really hates Bitcoin. <laughs> yeah. And he was like. <laughs> Okay, so even if I did buy in now, what's my exit strategy? And I saw one person say, what's your gold exit strategy? Like people buy gold to not sell it. It's a store of value. You don't do it. You buy it. You just leave it. You put in your closet. So when you buy Bitcoin, you put in cold storage, put in your closet, you walk away. Yeah, and there's other currencies meant for smaller transactions that have quicker uh, transactions and smaller fees that are, you know, used for cash or, you know, or like a silver comparison. Yeah. All right, we got Javi J says, stop telling people to move. I run a custom plant, and if one more jack wagon asks, if I buy the whole cow, can you do half ribeyes and half tri-tips? <laughs> I'm going to cancel my subscription to the Beanie Broadcasting Network. Love love what y'all do. Understandable. I apologize. <laughs> <laughs> if Can you do what? Half tri-tip and half... Uh, yeah, yeah, tri-tips. Black Lion Grunt says, Tim, walls have worked since 130,000 years ago in Theo- Theopetra, and they will continue to work even when humanity is so advanced... Our wall, uh, our walls are made of energy. Walls are forever. <laughs> yeah, mm. the the Death Star was pr- was protected by a wall. Did that stop the rebels from destroying it a second time? No, I didn't think so. That's like well, a Mar- the, the first one wasn't protected by a wall. So hey, they learned, right? That was like a Mary Williamson to quote. Yeah, we'll have a wall of energy. Mm. A wall of energy <laughs> was really like Marianne yeah. Williamson. Yeah. Acoustic vibration. That's right. <laughs> Matthew Sage says, if you want to grow some banana like fruit and work towards the shape you uh, you want, I'll ship you some pawpaws. They grow natively in Pennsylvania. Oh, cool. We actually have pawpaw trees. Yeah, we do. Yes, we have many. We didn't find one, yeah. though, did we? 
Was no, that? they're just babies. Oh, so okay. they're not producing fruit. But ah. yeah, so and I mean, it's like East Coast, Appalachia. There's pawpaws all over the place, I think. Right. Never heard of them. They're cool. Yeah. A lot of people. I didn't. I didn't. I didn't until someone was like, oh, hey, you got pawpaw trees. I was like, what? A what? <laughs> yeah, like, and they're like, it's a, it's a fruit, you know? Yeah. I looked up the foliage. Alexander Thomas says, Ian is right. Arabic has gender in the second person. You. Also, in Semitic languages, Hebrew and Arabic, male is unmarked and female is marked. Interesting. Mm. Dad teaches, says, in Russian, some names like Michka can be a woman and man's nickname. So the last name makes it easy to see what gender they are. Oh, oh interesting. Cool. Oh, so you could have Michka and with, with like last name, you know, Ski, yeah. they know it's a guy. Mm-hmm. Interesting. I always thought that was, that was, that was kind of crazy when I heard because... Like, what would happen if they come to America? Like, do they have different last names? Yeah. It's on the, it's on your documents. As, wow. Crazy. Yeah. That's neat. Archangel says, Semper Fi, always good to see a fellow Jarhead on TimCast IRL. There you go. Yeah, a lot of Marines. Great. Yeah, uh, I love it. Yeah, yeah. everyone's stuck <laughs> on it. Huh? Boosted 300 says, if you think the Romance languages are bad, Arabic is an extremely gendered language, and the gender of nouns are determined by if it is able to reason. Oh, what really? Wow. <laughs> wow. Interesting. Bold. Mm. Uh, yeah, some people do some things. I mean, yes. Zach 2007 <laughs> says Sour Patch is beautiful. Tim, thoughts on SACDAF requiring military to address extremism in the military. Great work, y'all. Lydia, you are gorgeous. Well, then I'll ask uh, uh, you, Julio, this this like vetting they're doing of, of the military to like weed out extremism. What do you think about it? Because we've talked about it. I mean, I mean, from what from what I can say from my personal experience, like it is against the UCMJ to be part of extremists. I believe it's or it's a UCMJ or Marine Corps policy. I can't remember. It's been, it's been a while, but you, you you can't be part of these groups, and obviously you shouldn't because the the whole point of these units are to be cohesive and yeah, but work like together. They, they, so 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 with that being said, uh, I do have some of my friends who are in the active duty side, and and really it's just kind of. They're just very concerned about how, yes, like we, it's just under the guise of, yes, extremism bad, but then it's like, well, what is yes. extremism? And, and yeah. we've seen uh, on the political stage, well, extremism is just simply as, oh, well, you're, you wear a MAGA hat or you're a Trump supporter or X, Y, Z, right, or come and take it, right? It's like, well, no, that's, that's not extremism. That's actually pretty normal. And so th- there are some concerns, and I would have some concerns as well, on, on whether or not it is legitimate to actually weed out some extremists, wherever, whatever side it is, or if it's to specifically target yeah. conservatives, which would be obviously concerning. So, so I'll just ask real quick. Uh, how, so you, you mentioned you have active duty friends. How does it work being in the reserves? Uh, so, so uh, the reserves is just basically you do one week in a month. You show up to drill, show up to your duty station for your job or whatever for one week in a month, and then two weeks out of the year is when you, and then two weeks out of the year you do that instead of one weekend. That actually sounds kind of fun. I mean, it's it, it is it, it is nice. I I enjoy it for what it is. What's it, your job, if you don't mind me asking? Yes. Yeah, so, yeah, so I am a zero five eleven Marine Corps or Marine Air Ground Task Force Planning Specialist. Huh. Mouthful. What is, what is that? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, so basically, it's large scale logistics. They say you can't, don't call it the travel agent of a Marine Corps, but that's <laughs> that's, uh, that's kind of what yeah. we are. It, it's not it's not a very big MOS, and and actually the unit that I'm attached to, because uh, I, I enlisted out of Illinois, and when you're signing up for the reserves, you you pick your job necessarily on your ASVAB score, but based on what the units are around local, because you you're gonna live there. Uh, but so when I moved out here, I kind of assumed because that is kind of like a big level job 
figure with all the units out here at the Pentagon, like there has to be a, a slot for me. It turns out there wasn't. And, oh, so, wow. and so the, the, the unit that I'm attached to now is um, a debt PRP, uh, personnel retrieval and processing. So it is the body baggers. Whoa. Uh, the Marine Corps, and so and so actually during the early days of the pandemic, uh, the we were on put on standby, and actually this was the closest I was to actually being deployed in in, in any sense, because uh, basically we were looking at going at New York City when they were oh, wow. w- when they hit very hard because yes. there was there was already a National Guard unit. Uh, that would, that's their mortuary affairs, and, and a crazy governor that was sending sick. Well, well, uh, well, yeah, yeah. Or, yeah. Like no wonder, yes. no wonder that they probably needed us because Governor Cuomo wanted right. to get rid the of same the governor who's in very hot water and has very serious allegations against them right now that the mainstream media, women. by and large, is ignoring. Yeah. Abusing women. So, so, so it's it's good for what it is. Uh, although it became a bit of a impairment, or, or it, 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 yeah, it hamstringed me a little bit in terms of my civilian career, just because. Uh, like I said, riots were happening yeah. almost every other week, and so I knew when. It, so my 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 annual training those two weeks uh, was going to be in July, and I knew I was going to miss something, and I was like, okay, well, it's just a matter of what am I going to miss? And lo and behold, Portland, uh, the federal courthouse, that was the national story, and so I missed the beginning of it. But after, as soon as I was done with training, I hopped on a flight to Portland, and so I covered that last week. Uh, before they finally were able to have the Oregon State Police provide the security so that they could pull the extra federal officers out there. So I was able to see kind of like how it was before and, yeah. and after that. So it, it was so uh, I'm, I'm not reenlisting just because my civilian career has obviously taken kind of an yeah, yeah. up, up, upward trend. And so I, I like having the, the freedom and flexibility of being able to just leave at a moment's notice to cover what, whatever it is. But I, I very much enjoy I'm going to miss it, obviously, but it's, it's great for you, it, you make it for what it is. You enlisted? Yeah, yeah. So I'm I'm a corporal. So when when uh, when you enlist, you go through like basic training. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So so for and this is for any reserve component for any. So you go through the same initial training. Uh, the only difference is, is that as soon as I was done, once I became a MACTAF planner, uh, everyone else then left for their duty station. And for, for, and, and then I went home. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and so it, and so it, it's funny because kind of the joke is you know oh uh, reservists are. You know, they're weekend warriors and stuff mm-hmm. like that. He's like, so, okay, that's fine. You can insult me. You can call me whatever you want. But when you do, you make sure to call me at home. Yeah, yeah, right. yeah exactly. <laughs> and, <laughs> Burn. And so it. it's, it's fine. It, it's, I, I enjoy it for what it, but it's also, it's also kind of weird because when people do find a Marine, they're like, oh, thank you for your service. And it's like, I haven't oh, done yeah. anything. <laughs> and, and, and so I don't try to like make, you know, I don't make it out more than what it is. And, yeah, yeah. and, 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 and there is a little bit of a, kind of a, a, I don't know, infer- inferiority complex, but it's just kind of like, yeah, because a lot of my sergeants and staff sergeants and gunnies uh, that are in the reserves, they were active duty, and they, they've been in some crazy... Like one of my uh, gunnies was in Fallujah, uh, and so he he actually met Mattis uh, briefly oh, wow. uh, dur- during during that time. But so it's just kind of like, all right, yeah, and I'm a corporal now, but like it doesn't. I mean, I didn't do anything, and so yeah. it's 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 kind of a weird stage. But again, it, you you make it of what it, you you make it yeah. what it is, and Work. and so I enjoy it for I, I enjoy it. I like it a lot. I'm gonna miss it, but I obviously got to focus on what the thing that's actually making me money. <laughs> right, right, right. right. Yeah. So we're getting a lot of people correcting us oh, about the oh, censorship oh. stuff. They say Tipper Gore was her name, and she was a Democrat. Mm. So uh, yeah, Bobbert says her. Tipper Gore was a Republican. Wow, news to me. So yeah, I guess I guess the reality is it was never just the Republicans. It was it was Democrats, and it's still Democrats. 
There you go. Moral authoritarianism. How about like that? I said, I don't remember. I don't remember. Yeah. I, was, <laughs> I was barely walking. Spring chick. Elaine Bennis says Federal Reserve payment system crashed today. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Did you guys see that? That was crazy. It's like $3 trillion what in happened? payments did not move. Oof. They said it was like a clerical error, but they were. it was oh, kind of unclear. Sure. Sure. It yeah. Was. What happened? Wild. Uncultured Barbarian says GTA 5 and GTA Online are still incredibly popular and receive regular updates even seven years later. Actually, the reason GTA 6 is taking so long to come out is because they still make insane amount of money off 5. That's right. Yep. Yeah. Uh, I know people who have been playing GTA 5 nonstop. Just, I mean, it's a great game. It is. It really, really <laughs> it's, it's, is. It's fun. Really <laughs> but here's the thing. Like, do we just rest on our laurels now? Or do we like, can we just get a VR game that's like better than ever? You know? It's great that we reach this point where the game's just so good, we stop. Now we got to make even better games. No. We got to make GTA 10, where you can actually feel the objects and pick them the up. The haptic feedback's going to be nice. Yeah. Mark Della Russo says, question for Tim and Luke. What books and or digital news magazines do you recommend? Digital news magazines? Are those, are those a thing? <laughs> they are. Digital news magazines. Definitely. Yeah, I mean. There's... Jacobin. That's yeah, a thing. Jacobin. Yeah. You sure about that? Well, I, I would say Jacobin for the sake of understanding what your what your political rivals think. I'm not a fan of socialism, but I did get a subscription to Jacobin for for one reason: their defense of free speech on more than one occasion. I respect, and I they hate the Democrats, mm-hmm. so I want to see their perspective on why they hate the Democrats. It was what happened. They wrote an article saying everybody hates the Democrats, and I was like, yes, correct, yes, this is true. And I wanted to read it. It was a subscription member only, but I thought, you know what? I shouldn't enter looking at that magazine as though I'm going to be completely at odds with everything they say. I should read it and try and figure out what we disagree on and why they think those things and what we do agree on. So, I mean, for that matter, I mean, I don't know what conservative magazine, I don't subscribe to any other magazine, to be honest. I just saw that and I was like, they're the actual non-establishment political faction that I typically disagree with. But we agree on a lot of things. Mm-hmm. I should probably see what they're talking about because if there's something they're saying about hating Democrats, I'm like, I wonder where we can agree and like go against the establishment political class. You know what I mean? Yeah. I don't really like magazines, but uh, just but, to kind of answer your question a little bit, uh, I do like John Pilger, even though I don't always agree with him. I really love his documentaries and I think they're very thought provoking. Dr. Doctor tries to make a South Park reference. I'll read it anyway. So you guys being into the Magic the Gathering, are you guys into the hardcore cock magic no. scene? Some pretty intense <laughs> stuff from what I hear. Supposedly, there's this one rooster named Gadnuk, breaker of worlds, who is undefeated. <laughs> South Park's great. They, these guys are funny. They did a really... I don't, I don't know why they did an episode on Magic the Gathering, but it was really funny. And it didn't make sense. They make fun of Because it was just like, they didn't, I, I get it. They didn't want to actually learn the rules of the game. Oh. Like people understand. <laughs> but it was like, they, they, they were roosters playing Magic the Gathering. And it was like, you know, cockfighting. And so the cops were involved. And then, oh, yeah, okay. yeah, it was funny. That's, it was funny. Okay, that's funny. Yeah, a lot of people mentioning Tipper Gore was this moral authoritarian. So uh, we stand corrected. Absolutely. Tipper Gore was the founder of the PMRC, the Parental Advisory Tags. Luke, booing at the Australian Open. The crowd was ale- uh, the crowd allegedly was predominantly Serb and Russian because of the lurgy. Got the indomitable Slavs. Or go, I'm sorry, go the indomitable Slavs. <laughs> there you go. They were POCs, booing. That's great. Yeah. We like to express our opinions. I like that. Yeah. Stoned Krampus says, Ian constantly conflates his own mental experience and status with everyone else. I've been watching non-horror violent movies and playing violent video games since I was four. I learned to shoot at four, started martial arts at five, not once violent in 30 years. 
There you go. DJ Madero says, Tim, Lydia, Ian, Luke, you should read Arthur C. Clarke's 3001, especially the sources and acknowledgments at the back of the book. It will blow your mind the part about vacuum energy. Interesting. I recently learned something really crazy today about uh, a new communications technology that is confidential and I can't talk about that made me say no way. And they're like, yo, some, something revolutionary on the horizon. So it's, it's like Einstein level stuff. I, I wonder if aliens are real. Now, and, 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 you know, and I, I, the reason I say that is because normally I'm like, eh, it's probably military technology. And then I had a conversation earlier with a confidential source and I'm like, I don't believe this. I don't believe the stuff they're talking about. But we saw, we, we covered these segments where the, the UFO technology stuff, the warp drive stuff, I think we're getting close to a breakthrough in some kind of technological component. I'm not really saying it's aliens, but you have to imagine like at the turn of the century of the 1800s and 1900s, you had like the invention of the telephone coming out. You had photographs. You like, could you imagine what it must have been like to have to com- communicate by carrier pigeon? And then all of a sudden, some dude's got a piece of metal wire and you can hear his voice from the other side of the building. You'd be like, whoa. Yeah. And then they lay the transatlantic cable. And then all of a sudden, one day you wake up, you could talk to people in London. Boom, like that. It's crazy. I think, I think, you know, we're due for some kind of major expansion of technology. It's been gradual, but we'll see. Coach J says, much love, IRL crew. Rosa, speaking truth. Luke, get new curtains, not plaid. Ian, <laughs> couldn't seem to find, uh, seem to fit graphene into conversation yesterday. Lids on fire. <laughs> oh, and Tim, old in skate years. Skate years. Yes. That's right. Awesome work, IRL. Oh, I'm, I'm, Thanks, I'm a, man. I'm a senile old fumbling. <laughs> I like my man. plaid. Uh, I would make graphene yeah. plaid yeah. background yeah. when I make my video. That's a I real might change fan. That oh, out there. I see. Yeah. Tovin Benson says, AMP for life. Join the AMP pyre. Look at the Flexa mm. network and collateral altcoins. Is, what, is AMP, is that a coin? Uh, what? Oh, sounds right. I did not understand that. Uh, yeah, I, I missed all of that. <laughs> Dblaze25 says, hey, Tim, first time super chatter. I am an up and coming luthier and would love to build a free guitar for you. Cool. What I'm specializing in is video game replica guitars. I've built a Zelda Zora replica guitar. Let me know. Dude, I would love so cool. a custom built guitar. Uh, what's a what's a good video game? You already said you did Zelda. I'm not entirely sure what uh, what video game, but uh, feel free to. Um, I don't know what the easiest way to communicate with me is. Honestly, uh, send an email to which 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 email is. You do spin the UFO. I check you, that one. Spin the UFO at gmail.com. Yeah. Mention the guitar, and we'll we'll uh, yeah, that'd be awesome. Because then we could actually have it. We could use it for shows and that'd stuff. Be yeah, so cool. Maybe we can get a. I don't know, an IRL themed guitar of some sort. Oh, yeah, like cool. a UFO yeah, or like something? Yeah, like color scheme, and I have no idea, you know. Neat. I don't know. Like Blue the Zeppelin, the Harumph Zeppelin. Yeah. Yeah, that but was cool. a guitar. That was cool stuff. Yeah. Or something like that. It's kind of steampunk. Chris Logan says, Julio, I was in the USMCR, too. I remember my command specifically not wanting us to get involved in anything political. How do you get away with it in this political environment? Also, boot. Yes, I am a boot. Yeah, boot, boot pope reservist. Yeah, no, it's just the worst of all. Um, so there, there are a little bit. So if you're active duty, there is a little bit. There is a lot more restrictions on on you uh, as a person. But like for example, I mean, you have uh, Congre- uh, Senator Dan Sullivan from Alaska. He's still he's still in the Marine Corps Reserves and he's a colonel. Oh wow. Uh, so basically, there is a little bit Tulsi more. Tulsi Gabbard, right? Tulsi Gabbard. Yeah, she, yeah, she, yeah. she was. I mean, she. Uh, uh, Adam Kinziger. I mean, uh, he he makes he's yeah. making news all the time right. now these days. But he he's still in the Air National Guard. So that there are ways to to do it. Uh, just for me personally, I obviously uh, the main thing is I was actually telling you guys earlier. 
uh, just don't you can't do uh, obvious uh, political endorsements of any right. particular candidate. Unless yourself. Uh, I I guess so. Yeah, because then cause like Tulsi was a major in the National Guard. Yeah, like because like yeah, that's you. Yeah. Even though she really didn't have much of a chance, but there was that discussion. Like if she did become president, she would be the commander in chief. But which so what would happen to her? Her rank. Yeah, her her rank. She gets yeah. a promotion. I guess. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Just a, for, a, could she appoint herself as a general? I, I don't know. <laughs> I, I was saying. Uh, um, but that was a little bit of an interesting discussion. Um, and so, uh, but yeah, so I I that's why I stick to. Uh, when it comes to really hot topics, that's why when I cover riots and on the ground coverage, it's just it's just neutral. It's just it's just record what I see because not only just because like I think that's just what journalism should be, mm-hmm. um, but obviously when you know when you have all these detractors and all these people in the media that want to discredit your work, you don't want to give them an excuse because they say, oh well, he's an ideologue, he's just there. So and you're like, yes, I work for a conservative website, but I specifically make it a point to do. Just neutral coverage, and 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 really, that's what because that's what people want. Number one, and so I, I'm serving the readers, and also too, when it comes to those types of events, I don't need to inject my opinion as it's happening. Now, I do provide like analysis and opinion after the fact, after I've had time to actually like digest what I've seen, what I report on, and that really came in handy with the Rittenhouse shooting because I, I saw the second half of that. Yeah, yeah, and I didn't, and you know, I, at the time, I had no idea like what this guy did, and like I didn't know the context of like what led to the first set of shootings. Because uh, I'm really good friends with Richie, and he was he was there. I don't know you yeah. guys you guys had him on, yeah, of course, with, with that. So that that really came in handy because then um, when I was able to look further into the evidence and, and seeing that I could have a bigger picture. So then when I was interviewed, I can give a clearer uh, image on, on like what I saw and like what my friends saw. And so it's just it's it's just very important in in my view to to have it that way. Now I do have opinions, I do have facts, but I make sure I kind of fall within the line right. of the. Regulations. Could could uh, I have a question? I don't know if you know the answer to. Can the president choose any? Does he appoint generals? He does, right? Yeah, he, he does nominations. Yeah. So he he nominates and then they get confirmed. Excuse me. Well, they kind of go through it. Well, I, I'm not entirely sure if, but like they he he does uh, he does appoint generals. I'm wondering if could he like just pick a random person. Do they have to be in the armed forces or something? Well, yeah, they have. They would have to be because so they're. Uh, well, he's I, like the commander in chief, you know. But they have to be in the military. For well, that. This, I was thinking this because I was, uh, uh, you know, I saw this tweet from Jack Posobiec about Casimir Pulaski, who was like this amazing dude. And people from Chicago know the name Pulaski. It's like a name of one of our biggest streets, and we got a tra- train stations named after him. And he founded the American Revolutionary Cavalry. Came from Poland, I think it was like the Polish Lithuanian Commonwealth at the time. I'm not sure. And then they like lost some conflict and then he came here and aided the Americans and he's honored. He's yeah. one of only eight people who are honorary American citizens. He was awarded it posthum- uh, posthumously. But I think about the American Revolution and there were many circumstances where somebody was just given a commission. Like some ranking officer was like, congratulations, sir. You now have rank over all these men. Yeah. It's like, does that happen in the modern military where no. like, yeah, I, I didn't think so. No, no, yeah, no. That was back in the ye olden days. Yeah. It was when anything goes back. <laughs> now it's like... If you want to, not, not they'll just contract someone, but you can't have any command or anything like that, right? Or, or how would that work? What, what do you mean? Like, so let's say they hire a, a private military contract. Oh, oh, a contract. Oh, okay. Yeah. So like, you know, what, what is Blackwater called these days? Aegis or Z, Academy or Z? Or... <laughs> <laughs> well, let's say you've got paramilitaries hired by the U.S. government and they're operating in, say, Iraq. And there are American military units also in a similar position. How does that work? You know, does the, does the contractor who's being paid by the government to ta- complete a task... Are they able to tell the American, you know, combat, you know, infantry or whatever to back off or to move in or anything like that? I'm, I don't I'm, know if you know the answer. No, no, that I don't know. Like I said, I haven't deployed yeah. or I haven't had to deal with any of that. I'm sure someone else can can provide some more context yeah. to that. I mean, I'm sure there is like rules of engagement and 
chain of command stuff, but I mean that I I just don't have experience in that. Yeah, word. All right, we got Kristen Larson says Matt Larson quote the father of modern combatives is awesome. If you try to have him on your show, the left tried to cancel him. Huh. Your name is Kristen Larson, and you're promoting someone named Matt Larson. Are you related to this individual? Trying to promote that conflict of interest. Yeah. <laughs> All right, let's see. Politically Defiant says, Tim, in your 10 a.m. video, you spoke of Trump and Musk, questioning why they themselves don't create a social ne- social network banking along with digital and physical infrastructure required to be free of big tech. Answer is simple. They themselves are insulated. Yep. Daedalus 62 says, Adam gave his rib for Eve. When they come together, to uh, they become one. They complete each other. Interesting. Very nice. Well, let's uh, let's let's just read one more super chat here. Well, uh, we're gonna read two because someone just for some reason Nambot says Chrono Trigger. Oh, oh, Chrono Trigger for a guitar. That's a cool, cool one. Chrono Trigger is one of the best games ever made. I don't know if I'd be super into it, but I, I maybe it's a good game. Yeah, Elka uh, Elka Zawarudo says, Tim, what's your favorite anime slash manga? I love when you talk about One Punch Man and no one else knew what you were talking about, but I can appreciate a man of culture. Have you watched JoJo's Bizarre Adventure? I haven't, but man, have I seen the memes. My favorite anime manga. Man, I don't know. None. That's tough. You say you guys say none? No manga. Uh, no, no, no anime. No anime? No. No anime. anime. No. You guys, you guys aren't cultured and refined. And uh-huh. don't, I mean, don't I appreciate it. I, I, I mean, Elon I, Musk <laughs> posted pictures of anime cat girls. Don't care. That's weird. I love yeah, that. That's weird. It's <laughs> <laughs> a little weird. I liked, uh, what was the one about where they go into the video game? They go into the, there's a bunch. Oh, there's a, there's uh, a, Underworld? There's a bunch. Or there's a ton of them. Vague. Yeah, it is. It's <laughs> like they go into the Sword v- Art Online. Do you have yeah, any Art. idea how little liked, that narrows it down? Yeah, exactly. I like Sword Art in the first season, but then it just got repetitive, I thought. I uh, was a big fan for a really long time of Bleach and Naruto, but those are obvious picks. Those are like the top tier anime. I, I never watched. There isn't technically piece. Pokemon anime, too. Yeah, and when I was a kid, I really liked it, but man, was that show not good. Like, <laughs> wow. That's just, so, I, I look back, I'm like, what is it about this where I was excited to watch it? I was a little the kid, theme I guess. song. Yeah. Pokemon! Yeah, that's right. I, that's, uh, I'll admit the theme song's good. Yeah, yep. right Right now, there's a couple that are really well. Black Clover is really good. And um, What's the one about the doctor? Or the going around making Doctor Stone? Stuff? Yeah. Doctor Stone's like, cool. That was cool. Um, My Hero Academia is probably my favorite right now. That was good, yeah. But I don't really keep up with a lot of these shows as much as I used to when I was younger, because I don't really watch TV anymore. What would you, you know? pick if you had to pick one? Right now, if I was going to turn on Crunchyroll... If you're going to be like, for all the humans to come, here, let me throw one at you guys so you have it forever. Uh, if I had to like give someone a historical anime to watch, I have no idea, man. Dragon Ball? The whole oh, Dragon really? Ball arc? I mean, just because it's the classic and it laid the foundation for a lot of these elements. Yu Yu Hakusho, probably. I would, I would, I would say that. If, if I was telling someone, like, I would say watch Yu Yu Hakusho for sure. But I would say right now, if I was going to turn on Crunchyroll and watch an anime, it would probably be... My Hero Academia. Um, maybe, I don't know. There's another one. I can't remember what it's called. But, that you know, Black Clover and probably My Hero Academia. They're very similar. You maybe you want to watch Dragon Ball. It's just a classic. The original Dragon Ball, then Dragon Ball Z are just like the the classic elements of a lot of the, the anime that, you know, that are now really popular these days. So I thought um, Cowboy Bebop's pretty spectacular. Oh, oh man. Yeah, I can't believe it. I missed that. The music, Bebop. especially. Definitely. There's just so much about it. If, that's... If, if I had to tell someone, like, the one anime you had to watch for, like, the historical record, if I was going to put on a golden disc and blast off in outer space, Cowboy Bebop. Really? That would be it? Definitely. Over Dragon Ball? Oh, definitely. Really? Dude, well, it's... if you want to explain, like, anime tropes, you want to do Dragon Ball. But if you want to show, like, the best... People, like people like Luke, he's got this look on his face. Me yeah. and Julio, he's like, like the, the main guy. I'm just, I, I, what cowboy. the freak? No, no. I've, I've, I've spaced out for yeah. like the past yeah, five yeah, minutes. Cowboy, <laughs> cowboy Bebop is about 
it's like sci-fi bounty hunters and the main character is like he knows Jeet Kune Do and he's a big fan of Bruce Lee and it's like gangster it's like uh, like almost 1930s style gangster but in sci-fi space it is one of the like best shows Firefly ever. you ever see that movie yeah, yeah, it's kind of like dude. Yeah. and and the jazz music is just incredible stuff I'll leave it at that. We're going to go over to the TimCast.com exclusive members only segment coming up. So make sure you check that out. You can follow me on all the social media platforms at TimCast. My other channels are YouTube.com slash TimCast, YouTube.com slash TimCast News. Please like, share, subscribe to this channel. We are so close to 1 million subscribers. Yes. So help spread the word so we can get another one of those fancy gold medals and rub it in the face of all the people who don't like the politics That's we talk right. about. But uh, leave us a good review if you're listening on the podca- on, on podcast platforms. And of course, share this. But uh, uh, Julio, is there anything you want to mention? Yeah, no. I mean, so uh, if you appreciate the work that I do for Town Hall, you can become a VIP subscriber uh, because that money not only saved us uh, during the coronavirus uh, lockdowns and all that, but that money goes towards funding for all the trips that I do awesome. and get exclusive access to, to the articles that, on my travels as well. So. Right on. Very cool. Townhall.com. Yeah. So right now I am memeing up a storm on Luke We Are Chains on Instagram. The shirt I'm wearing right now is also my representation of our society, and it has the Hunger Games, Animal, Animal Farm, they live brave new world matrix fahrenheit 451 v for vendetta and of course 1984 representing where uh, i think we are and if you like the shirt and want it and want to support my independent media efforts you can on the best don't forget to check me out on youtube we are changed as well thanks for having me you can follow me pretty much all over the internet at ian crossland and hit up my website at iancrossland.net you can follow you can find a lot of my socials from there and if you want to buy a mug or um, yeah. maybe a cool mouse pad you can support my work by going to my my merchandise always leave a donation if you'd like but i really appreciate you guys i love you very much very cool and you guys it would mean the world to me if we hit a million that was all i wanted for christmas we didn't reach it by christmas but i'm hoping by this spring we will i am sour patch lids on twitter i'm also on mines i'm real sour patch lids on gab and instagram so follow me there you guys on clubhouse no, not, not that cool. I don't have an I don't have an iPhone oh, or an iPhone. Oh, that's right. I forgot. I forgot. Yeah. If you invite me, I will be. No, you have an iPhone, Luke. Yeah, yes, it's only invite oh, only. Yeah, yeah, it's invite only. Are you willing to base your reputation on me? <laughs> no. Hmm. I just met you. Clubhouse. Yeah, that's fair. What are you trying to say here? <laughs> all right, all right. I'm a person hey, of color. That's right. <laughs> that's true. Don't you discriminate against me. <laughs> all right, all right. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, go over to com. Check out the exclusive members-only segment, which will be coming up in just about an hour or so, maybe a little longer. Sometimes we just really get into it. And we do a full bonus episode, <laughs> but we'll see you all then. Thanks for hanging out. Bye, guys.